What does My Carolina mean to me? It means playing for great, legendary baseball coaches like Bobby Richardson and June Raines, and knowing another legendary baseball coach in Ray Tanner. My Carolina means to me 2001. It means remembering a lot of great classmates from the 1970s and the business school at the University of South Carolina. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. There's a high drive to right field. That ball's tagged. That ball's tagged. That ball is out of here. He hit that ball 420 feet if he hit it an inch. Over the head. Over the head of the center fielder. The Gamecocks have won this game. Breaking ball. There's a high drive to deep center field. That ball is way back. That ball is way back. That ball is way gone. Breaking ball. There's a drive towards left field. That ball is going to be out of here. Breaking ball. There's a drive. That ball is tagged. That ball is going to be out of here. It's out of here. It's down the left. I've seen a lot of baseball, but I don't think anything close to this I've ever seen in my entire difficult day for Gamecock baseball and for Gamecock fans and for all of those in the state of South Carolina. Greetings and good morning. Welcome to Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the barndominiumco.com where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot. We are toasting to the great Tommy Moody today and I'll make sure to do that with uh, chicken cock whiskey and we certainly appreciate them being great partners in our program. Uh, JC is off on Wednesdays uh, moving forward, so we won't have JC today, although he will be here 
uh, with us, no doubt about it. Phil and myself will get you through the afternoon. And uh, we'll be joined by the greatest list of Gamecocks uh, that have ever <laughs> that have ever been around Carolina baseball. Um, last night was tough. And uh, Tommy Moody is Gamecock baseball. And um, if uh, any of you are like me and you have listened to him call games with Mike Morgan and Tom Price and Andy Demetra and now Derek Scott, who will be here in five minutes. Um, you feel like there's a some part of you that's gone. And um, Phil, I, I, I last night, Mike called me at about 830 and told me what happened. I was laying in bed watching TV with my kids and and I just thought to myself, uh, there's no, there's no way, you know, there's no way. And, um, so we'll get out of the way today. And Derek Scott, who spent almost every waking moment with Tommy Moody will be in at 11, uh, 15, uh, Mark Kingston will be here at 1135. Uh, Stuart Lake will be here at 1205. Monty Lee will be here at 105. And, um, we just got confirmed that coach Tanner will be here at 1150. And um, this is the greatest group of Gamecocks ever that we're going to have here today to honor the greatest Gamecock ever. And um, so I hope y'all will bear with us today as we kind of navigate some things. Tommy did something really neat for a long time on one of the seven five the game in Columbia, Phil. It's called Tommy Trivia. So we'll do some Tommy Trivia around here today and we'll make it easy on all of you. Um, because, um, I think that, uh, that was when he did it, it was, it was a lot, a lot of it was, I can't do Tommy trivia like Tommy did. Tommy knew everything. Uh, I don't know everything. Um, but, um, uh, Phil, if you, can you try to resend a link to Derek, by the way, he just texted me and said he didn't have a link. Just put me on it and I'll forward it to him as well. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, we, um, we, we will certainly honor him, and um, we'll look back on some of the great moments of Gamecock baseball with him. He had a chance to sit in the booth um, with Andy Demetra and call national championship games. He uh, had a chance to sit in the booth with Mike Morgan and call some of the most amazing uh, regional and super regional and games from Omaha, uh, getting close to winning that national championship. And then, of course, since then, him and and uh, Derek Scott, who is just the pro of pros, um, have uh, really given us an unbelievable, <laughs> an unbelievable uh, experience with Gamecock baseball weekend and week out. And um, so we are we're excited to do that today in honor of Tommy Moody. Uh, Tommy was born in, uh, or excuse me, <laughs> Tommy was sixty nine years old. Um, he played uh, baseball and football at AC Flora. For those that maybe don't know that, he is Columbia through and through and uh, played baseball for Coach Reigns or uh, for Coach Richardson at South Carolina in the 70s. Uh, got his degree in marketing in 1975, and he's been a color analyst for Gamecock Baseball since 2000. His uh, day job for a long time was a sales representative and territory manager for General Mills in Charleston in Columbia. And um, Tommy also has been president of the uh, USC Association of Lettermen. He's been the uh, chairman of the Athletic Hall of Fame since 1998. And, of course, he's been a proud member of 107.5 The Game 
as well. And um, so he will be just sorely, greatly, and dearly missed. And um, Gamecock Baseball, I'm sure, will be doing a whole lot to honor uh, the legendary Tommy Moody uh, in this upcoming season and seasons so on and down the road, Phil. Um, we do need to uh, – I want to go ahead and squeeze in a quick break. I know it's quick. But um, but coming back, we'll be joined by Derek Scott, Mark Kingston, and Coach Tanner consecutively here on our show. So we'll step aside, and we'll continue to toast to the great Tommy Moody here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, when we return. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Cold Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. We saw houses falling from the sky where the mountains lean down to the sand. We saw blackbirds. 11 15, 17 here on uh, Wednesday, October the 18th. Johnny Cash bringing us back on uh, a toast to Tommy here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The great voice of Gamecock baseball and basketball, which will be cranking right up here soon. Busy season is on the way uh, for, for Derek Scott, and uh, he has been kind enough to join us uh, this morning after the news that came out last night. Derek, I feel for you, man. Uh, I feel for you because uh, your broadcasts are uh, 
uh, they're the best in college baseball when you and Tommy Moody are in the booth. Um, you're a dear friend, and I am so sorry for your loss and so sorry to the Moody family. Thank you for being here. Oh, no problem, guys. I wanted um, wanted to be able to celebrate his life, and we will certainly yeah. do that very soon. I know details are being worked on right now for an event, um, <laughs> but definitely wanted to catch up with you guys. Um, I was fortunate enough to see him on Monday, and that was absolute just, you know, happenstance. And now I think back and just wonder, you know, was that just – somebody looking out for me because I, I would not have wanted to hear this news without having talked to him. And uh, ironically, we were trying to figure out our schedules on which scrimmage we could get out to this week. And he was working on his show for this week in, uh, in the Cumulus Studios when I wandered in there to record a couple spots for a client. And we just chatted for a few minutes and, and uh, just s- still so hard to wrap my head around the fact that he's gone so yeah it is Derek I um (laughs) I think he said that to me this morning in a text message you know um I've talked to a lot of people in the last uh, 12 you know 15 ish hours or I guess since since we kind of found out what was going on every one of them you know uh former players administrators a few of them will be on today coach Kingston coach Tanner Monty there is one word, Derek, that has been in every single conversation about Tommy Mooney, and it starts with a G. Uh, genuine. Yeah, man, that's the truth. He he was the genuine article. Um, he was so even keeled, and I mean, I was laughing with somebody last night. I said, I I can I can piss somebody off without even trying, and that guy. I think I can really count one time where I know he was really mad at me. Uh, and, and as much time when you do as much time as we do together during the season, when you're in the booth together and you're traveling together and all that, um, it's just, you're going to, sometimes you're going to get on each other's nerves, but we just, we just click so well. And, and, and I think that's, has a lot to do with him more than anything else. He was just so easy to, to, uh, to spend time with and work with and always so thoughtful of, you know, other people and caring about everything else that was going on in your world. I know when I lost my wife, he was just absolutely a rock for me. And, uh, and he's just always been that guy, you know, the first broadcast I ever did. I was thinking about this last night. The first broadcast I ever did of a Gamecock game was a baseball game in 2008 when I was filling in for Mike and it was a Clemson game. And that was the first time I met Tommy. I hadn't even crossed paths with him prior to that day. And we just, we just slid right in together and it just seemed to work. And, and it always seemed that way, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the way. One of the things I, I see Michael Campbell has, but one of the, one of the greatest hitters to ever come through the program has popped in here. And he said, uh, he says here, Derek in our, in our chat box, he said he always had a nickname. Mine was the Winchester uh, rifle. And Mike, I think I need to correct you. I think it was the Winchester long rifle, if I remember correctly. But <laughs> one, one way or another, he's right, though. Tommy, how did he do that, Derek? He, he had this unbelievable ability to not only supply everybody with a nickname, but he always had a catchphrase for something that happened in the ballgame. Well, I mean, he just loved baseball. He spent so much time studying the history of it. And, you know, he was on some level almost a, a, a product of a bygone era of media that covered the game and the way it was covered back then. 
in his youth, that's that was common. You know, the nicknames you hear of the greats from, you know, generations prior to our arrival, you know, you think about it, uh, uh, Sudden Sam and, and you know, Bullet Bob and uh, the Big Train. And there was, everybody had names like that, nicknames, and say, hey, kid. And, and in Tommy's mind, that was baseball. That was baseball at its best. And so he, he stayed connected to that mentality. And I always just loved it because I, that wasn't how my brain worked. And for him to come up with things like that and to always be able to, uh, to, to have those at the ready uh, was, it was a treat. It was, it was what made him, you know, who he was. And it's what made fans just love him. Uh, and I always joked, I say, you know, you know, I'm Tommy Moody's caddy when I would introduce people uh, on site. And, and, and that's exactly how it felt. And it was absolutely fine by me because he had earned that that reverence that people had for him and his knowledge of the game and his love of the Gamecocks. Uh, and it was always just a treat to to uh, to be able to work with him. The uh, amazing voice of Derek Scott here on uh, Inside the Gamecocks show. There's another former Gamecock, Tim Seaton, in the uh, Nanosports chat box today. Give these guys a round of applause because they were outstanding baseball players um, in, in Columbia at the Sarge, uh, where Tommy first got his start back in, in 2000. Uh, Derek, one of the signature pieces of Gamecock broadcasts are when Tommy uh, it t- takes the reins, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And um, and uh, I, I've heard you often say things like, Tommy, you gotta, it's time to get us some runs. And, and Tommy will kind of return the favor there at the end of the sixth inning. Um, you know, broadcasting is something that everybody thinks they can do. It's not. It's it's difficult. And uh, you two up in that booth uh, hand the controls back and forth. And that is not an easy thing to do. But when you work with somebody who's so willing to work with you, I guess it sure does make it a lot easier. Yeah, it, it does. And um and just everything about working with him. I mean, we had so much fun on road trips and it was just, you know, the things that we, that we were, um, our, our connectivity was based on, you know, similar interests and likes. And we both grew up just loving baseball and both of us were really big into music. And I'm just telling you that the funniest parts of the trips were when he had a story for every dang song that would come on the radio he his memory was so amazing that he could he could reference a song because we get in the car and once i once i introduced him to the joys of sirius xm and you know uh uh classic rewind or classic vinyl classic vinyl was more tommy's era and i'm telling you guys he he'd reference a song he'd hear it and he'd go oh i remember 1968 and we were hanging out at this pool room by campus and it would roll into a story about somebody you either somebody you knew or I'd heard it enough that I felt like I knew them uh, guys from his past and, you know, and sometimes celebrities that he had crossed paths with. And and he'd, he'd talk about, you know, the time he spent. I mean, he was South Carolina through and through. And when he was younger, having finished college. He was still single. He was living down at Isle of Palms, and he had just great stories he'd talk about from that part of his life and songs that reminded him of that. And it was just, you know, it was just such a treat to travel with him and know that you always, there was never going to be a, a moment of of uh, awkward quietness because we always had something 
uh, that we could get into. And, and then I'd make him listen to a, a D1 baseball podcast. And, and uh, he was he was not a podcast guy, but he learned to appreciate what those guys were saying, too. And it, we just we had so much fun together on the road. And uh, and then obviously in the booth, you know how much every game meant to him. I mean, he he uh, he he struggled with losses sometimes, I think, worse than coaches do. And uh, there would always have to be that uh, that time spent on the drive home on a Sunday, allowing him to air the grievances uh, and uh, and and figure out how he was going to, as he would say, oh, it's going to be rough on the air tomorrow morning when he was still doing his morning show. And uh, that was always, you know, part of it. And he was just, as you said, man, he was so genuine. It was it was it was just priceless to be with him. Did y'all have a. um like a favorite road trip that you took together? I, I don't know that we ever had one that we didn't enjoy. I mean, you know, the <laughs> we had our, our play like Athens. I, I told, we were texting last night with the crew from UGA and I told him, I said, I think he enjoyed spending time with you guys in the booth pregame as much as anybody in the league. And, and we just enjoyed Athens so much because it was, you know, we knew where we were eating. We knew which meals we were having where as soon as you figured out the schedule for Saturday and whether you had a day game or a night game, that was that dictated a lot of your plans, you know, uh, but then you'd go to LSU and, and you, you know, you just, if you didn't enjoy and appreciate that scene, then there's something wrong with you. And then we, we got to the point where one or both of us had friends in different communities around the, the conference. So we always had people to connect with when we would go up there, we were in Lexington last year, had a chance. I, I'd introduced him to an old friend of mine up there, CR Logan, and we would always meet CR out at Keeneland and have breakfast at the track kitchen amidst all the jockeys and uh, and trainers and so forth. And Tommy just reveled in that. And, and we just we just always found a way to uh, to make the most of those journeys. And and yet still, you always knew, um, you know, they're, they're, the time to get serious about baseball was never going to be lost on him. Derek, um, Tom, outside of Gamecock baseball, um, which I think he's the greatest Gamecock ever when it comes to Gamecock baseball in, in my mind. Him and Coach Tanner, they're up there at the top. And we'll talk to Coach Tanner here in a little bit. So we'll see, we'll see what his boat is on that. Um what 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 did we not know about Tommy? Well, um uh, he was so and I know others have said this, but it bears repeating if anybody hasn't. He was so connected to his kids. His two daughters were the absolute joy of his life. Mm-hmm. Casey and Jamie and his his grandson who lived over in Asheville. If we were going through there, we'd make a stop. And even if it was just 10 minutes to, 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 to catch up with the little guy and, and drop something off for him, he just doted on his kids and his grandkids and, you know, a part of that was just his nature, but then also, you know, Casey uh, dealt with pediatric cancer when she was little. And I think Tommy always felt an appreciation of having her in his life when there was no guarantee that that would be the case. And so he, um, he was never going to, you know, lose connection with those two. And so their, their happiest times, his happiest times were getting to do anything where he had both of them with him. They went to Cooperstown, Last oh, summer, man. and he got to see Tony Oliva, who was one of his favorites, inducted in the Hall of Fame. But that trip was about him and the girls going, and that's what, as much as you can imagine, Tommy and Cooperstown, what that would be like. He cared more about the fact that those two were with him than than anything else, and uh, he was 
his next plans this week, he was going to Asheville where Jamie lived and he and Casey and Jamie were going to see Willie Nelson. And he just, he lived for his time spent with those two girls. And, uh, and I don't know, you know, if you catch that in a baseball broadcast, but he would every game I'd watch him in the first inning when I was trying to get the ball rolling uh, with the broadcast, he'd have his binoculars out and he'd be scoping the crowd because he knew his favorites where they sat. And he would always make sure he made eye contact and got a wave out of them, whether it was Casey or some of his, you know, his old friends. And there were so many of them uh, in the baseball world uh, that were fans or alums or both. Uh, and, Tommy was just, I, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin to try and say, well, who were the guys he was closest with? He was, he was just connected to everybody. And, uh, and it was because he was just, um, from a personality standpoint, he, he was just always there and ready to embrace everyone. And, uh, and I mean, the road trips were fun because of all the people he'd gotten to know over the years yeah. on the road and how much people look forward to when he came to town and being able to catch up with him. He, just uh yeah he was he was truly one of a kind and uh i just i'm just still trying to wrap my my head around what it's going to be like you know without him uh right now over on uh, the scoreboard at founders park uh, there is a big photo in honor of the great tommy moody who will be in that ballpark forever he'll never leave he'll always be there uh watching over the gamecocks and guiding them i you know, I, I was we were putting together some production this morning, Derek, um, as far as him as a, as a broadcaster goes. Uh, well, there is one piece in there that I did put in. It was back. It's been a while. It's back uh, during Christmas years ago. Him and Trey Dyson sang the Christmas song on 107.5 The Game. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do not. Uh, oh, that sounds priceless. You, you can go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube. And if you just YouTube, uh, just type in Tommy Moody. It's like the third thing that comes up. 107.5 The Game posted it years ago. And it's him. And, and Tommy is way off key. He's uh -huh. singing way too fast for that shit, for that song. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Trey, you know Trey Dyson, just one of the one of the funny guys out there. Um, one of the great Gamecocks. Uh, Trey's trying to slow him down. Hey, come on, Tommy. You know. Um, but, um, you know, I, I this past year, I think I remember texting you. And we got a couple of minutes left with you, Derek, and then we'll let you run. And we'll squeeze Coach Kingston in here. Um, I, I remember texting you after the LSU game. I think it was after, or no, it might have not been after the LSU game. It was one of those games. It might, it, I think it was the LSU game. It sure was uh, when Petrie hit his second home run, and Tommy got to call that one. And I've been listening to Tommy for twenty three years. Um, that was the greatest call ever for Tommy Moody. It was, I couldn't believe that that came out of him. Um, but you know, when you look back over the last twenty three years. Um, he, when you listen to the game on the, on the radio, which I will do for the rest of my life because of guys like Derek Scott and Tommy Moody and, and Mike Morgan and Tom Price and all these people that brought it to life. That's what it was. It was life. Y'all, br y'all bring it to life. And, uh, Tommy did that for 23 years. I, it, it, he did it through the radio. I can only imagine what he did it, how he did it for you sitting right next to him, man. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave the floor to you, your final thoughts, uh, and um, and comments on a guy that I know will be with you forever. Yep, he will be. He was an amazing person. I'm uh, just having a hard time even getting my head around not 
knowing or knowing I'm not going to see him again is crazy. And and I'll but I do want to pass this along. I was talking to uh, his family this morning. We're in the process of getting the details together, but there will be a Tommy Moody Memorial Scholarship uh, that is going to be created uh, for for baseball, and uh, and it will be something that people can you know donate to to in lieu of flowers and and and. I'll get back with you guys when I have a few more details on that. But that is something that a lot of people are looking for ways to, you know, to show their support. And that was something that um, uh, the family brought up to me. And I talked to Tyson Lusk over in the Gamecock Club this morning. And we'll get all those details ironed out here very quickly. Uh, so so that's something that folks can um, can hopefully support. But, yeah, he he truly is uh, he's he's a legend in this community, man. And uh, that's not something you can say, you know, that words like that sometimes get overblown or misused. But I don't think anyone thinks that in this instance, Tommy had that kind of uh, connection with people through his years spent on the radio. And uh, anybody who ever came in contact with him in person, you knew what a great guy was. But he was um, he, he had that amazing ability to connect with people just through the radio. And uh, the folks who feel like they've told me they feel like they know him, feel like he's a friend of theirs just by listening to him for years. That says it all about how how, uh, again, as you worded it, man, how genuine he was. Funny you say that. I had a buddy of mine text me last night that said, uh, is this true? And I said, yes. He said, man, I didn't know him, but I sure felt like I did. Yeah. And um, there's no doubt about it. Derek, I, I know it's going to be tough for you moving forward, and but um, you getting up and joining us this morning uh, really means a lot. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, and certainly with Jamie and Casey, and the entire uh, Moody family as they uh, mourn. But as you pointed out at the very beginning of this uh, this spot here, celebrate the life of of a great man who Gamecock baseball is an incredible family of people. It has been for a long time. And it will always be that way that it connects generation after generation after generation. And he was so instrumental in doing that. And, uh, and you're right. We will celebrate him moving forward. Thanks, my man. You let me know what, what, you, what we can do to help with that scholarship. Um, and, um, and I'll, I'll check in on you. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. There you go. The uh, great voice of Gamecock baseball, Derek Scott, um, uh, joining us here on this uh, Wednesday, October the 18th, Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It is our tribute to uh, Tommy. We will let's we'll hold tight here because I'm sure Coach Kingston is going to be in here any moment. And oh, there he is, and uh, joining us uh, here without commercial break. Uh, we probably won't take on the rest of the hour because Coach Tanner is going to squeeze in for a couple of minutes following uh, Coach Kingston. But um, Coach, man, it's really good to see. You. I know I ran into you a few weeks ago, and I hate that. We have to see each other in this moment here, but I'm really glad to have you because you're you're one of thousands of people that Tommy Moody has found a way to positively impact in their lives, and um, it's a really difficult day in Gamecock land. Yeah, it is uh, for all of us, uh, and when you have that much impact on people's lives, it shows how genuine you were. Um, he was as good as it gets. He was a very kind person. Uh, I don't know that I ever heard anything negative coming out of Tommy's mouth. He just, everybody he knew he had loyalty to, and he just made you feel better about how things were going. Um, you know, as a coach, there, there's always ups and downs. Uh, and Tommy was on the buses and on the planes and, 
in the dugout and in the locker room with us. And Tommy was always the voice of reason for us through the ups and the downs. And so he's going to be missed. But I think the reaction that you're seeing over the last 24 hours shows how many people really, really love Tommy. Boy, you got that right. Um, and you hit the nail on the head because baseball, there's there's no sport on the, in the world that loses as many games in a year as you do in baseball and you still have a great year. And, uh, and Tommy found a way to keep all that in perspective, didn't he? He sure did. He was almost like one of us as coaches, you know, in, in, in baseball, as you mentioned, in, you play 162 games in professional baseball. You can lose close to half of them and still be the world champion. Uh, college, obviously, you don't lose as much, but you do lose more than any other sport because we play more. And, and we all know that after every loss, there's always there's always gnashing of teeth. Uh, and Tommy was always the voice of reason, you know, and and I always I, I leaned on Tommy sometimes uh, because I said, Tommy, don't worry. You know, it's going to be fine. We're going to we're going to figure this out. And he would always give the coach. I know you are. It's going to be fine. I've seen this a million times. And he would give me a story from 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And he just he was just, again, just a very calming presence, as you know, never too high, never too low. I think that's uh just that's what his aura was, just a very calm presence. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm going to miss him because he loved Gamecock baseball. He loved his job. He loved sharing his love of the sport with everybody he came into contact with. And uh, it, it rubbed off on you. It, it, it did as a fan, as a coach, as a player. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a loss. It's a loss for all of us. Did, did you ever really learn anything from him, like one of his – you just mentioned, you know, he'd tell you a story from 20, 30 years ago or something. Was there everything that, that was there ever anything that pops out where you're like, oh my God, how did, A, how did you know that? And B, I had no idea that that even existed. Cause I feel like everybody has one of those. Sure. Like I, he's told me more about Founders Park and the dimensions of Founders Park and why this is this distance and how this is, uh, where it is and why it's there. Um, but also we used to share a great love of baseball history. And so, you know, he he would send me texts or all the time uh, of something he had seen on social media from the Brooklyn Dodgers or, um, you know, here's something about Mickey Mantle and Bobby Richardson. And he just loved the history of the game, whether it was Gamecock baseball or whether it was Major League Baseball. And so we always shared things and we tried to challenge each other on, hey, do you remember this or what's this quote from, or, Hey, who was the American league batting champ in 1941? I mean, it's just, we would always throw that stuff out there together. And, you know, also, you know, he would give me great, great information on players that, that I had inherited here. And like Jonah bride was one of his favorite players um, that had ever played here. And he would, and Jonah was here before I got here. And then we coached him for a year before he went off into pro baseball and I'll never forget how how happy he was when Jonah Bride was called up to the major leagues with the Oakland Athletics. And he was watching it at his house and I had turned it on in my house and we were just sharing, you know, how happy we both were for Jonah uh, as we were simultaneously watching him on our televisions, him at his house and, and me at mine. So you always learn something from Tommy and it was always something peculiar and that nobody else would know. And that was part of the part of the joy of knowing Tommy. Mark Kingston, the head baseball coach at South Carolina. It's 1140 here on Inside the Gamecocks. The show we're calling this today, Coach, our toast to Tommy. We just had Derek on, and Derek uh, pointed out something at the beginning of his segment. He said this is a celebration, and I think I 
would agree with him because Tommy was part of a lot of celebrations uh, over the years here in the great state of South Carolina. Uh, going back to when you got when you came to Columbia, um, do you remember when you when you first met him? What what was that like? What did you take away from that? I do. You'll never you'll never guess the first time I met Tommy. I met Tommy in a Publix grocery store off of Rosewood. And it was it was probably about seven o'clock at night. You know, I had just gotten the job. I was in the office getting off the off the phone with, you know, I can't remember if it was recruits or current players or whoever it may have been. And I was I was heading you know back towards towards the house. And I'm, I'm in aisle three or whatever it was. And this gentleman walks up and he says, you look like Coach Kingston. And I said, well, yes, I am. Uh, he said, I'm Tommy Moody. And we proceeded to talk for a half hour uh, in aisle three at Publix uh, the first time we met. And he, he from day one, from the first minute, he shared his joy and love of Gamecock baseball. I told him how proud I was to be here and to be a part of it and that I really looked forward to to our relationship moving forward because he had talked about, you know, being the radio guy and all that. And so the first time I met Tommy, I'll never forget it, was at the Publix off Rosewood. And from from the first minute, you could just you you got that feel of what a what a genuine, authentic, nice person this was. I I always find it interest I always found it interesting. Sorry, coach. Um when I would when I would speak with him um, which didn't see him as often, certainly, as I wish I would have. You see him virtually every day, especially for about six months out of the year. Um, but every time there was a conversation to be had with Tommy, it, it you always – I always ended up somehow talking about myself. I remember specifically a moment um, in the press box during the regional and uh, when, y'all, when y'all were hosted just a couple of months ago. And I went upstairs and I, and I told Tommy, I said, I just wanted to tell you thank you because you sure do make – listening to Gamecock baseball enjoyable uh, on, on the radio. And that's that can be hard to do in today's era where everybody always wants to watch it, Coach. I, I, I'll watch it, but I always listen to Derek and Tommy, and I just wanted to tap him on the shoulder and say thank you. And somehow he turned around and managed to make that entire conversation about me. And I'm not saying that promoting myself. What I'm saying is it was never about Tommy. He made everything about everybody else always, period. The people he was talking to who was covering – and there's just not a lot of people in the world that are that have that ability who can make every conversation about you and not themselves. Yeah. Again, there's so many things that were unique to Tommy. And, and that was that was another one. Um, he loved talking about the players. He loved talking about strategies. He loved talking about the history. Uh, he just he just really, truly enjoyed what he did. And as you mentioned, it was never about him. It was about. You know, when we would talk, we would do he did a lot of him and Derek Scott generally did 99 percent of our pregame show interviews. And it was always if it was Tommy, I knew, okay, there was going to be talk before and after that interview. And sometimes I'd have to say, Tommy, I need to get back to focusing on this game. We're both enjoying this conversation. And, and, you know, he wanted to tell me a story, uh, you know, from from Sarge Fry, which was always awesome. And, and sometimes we'd have to catch ourselves that, Hey, we're getting, we're losing track of time. I need to go out there for the umpire meeting. And um, it was just a joy, just a joy um, is I'll never forget our pregame shows. And you know, what, what goes on the air is generally about 30% of the conversations that you have, you know, with that, the pregame show, uh, you know, he would ask me, Hey, can I ask you about this? Or, 
this is the direction I want to take this interview. And it was, it was always, of course, Tommy, let's, let's go for that. That sounds like a great idea. And he would, you know, I'll always remember, he would say, coach, I think we want to get it to about 310 today, 310, three minutes and 10 seconds. Sounds like the good number today. And we would always say, okay, that's the over under. And at the end of the interview, I'd say, Tommy, how'd we do? And he said, coach, 308, 308. So we got close. So it just his attention to detail, his joy for his job, his joy for the Gamecocks, just just can't replace it. You can't replace it. I will ask you this, and then and we'll get you out of here in just a couple of minutes, Coach. You're uh, believe it or not, even though it's October, you're preparing for a baseball season. Um, um, what what do you what do you tell your team? You know, uh, I know a lot of your guys obviously clearly know Tommy. Um, but you also have a lot of guys that don't. You've got some freshmen and some transfers and some guys just getting into the program that probably don't understand the impact that he has made for, for a couple of generations around here before they arrived on campus. As a head coach, how do you, how do you handle a moment like this, uh, losing, losing a valuable member of this big Gamecock baseball family? Well, I'll explain to them that, that one, of, one of the great beloved Gamecocks has passed on, um, has gone to a better place. Um, but that he left a, a, a lasting legacy, and that's what we should all strive to do, right? The, the conversations we're having about Tommy is what all of us would want to, to be said about us, that we cared about people, that we had a love and a passion for what we do, that we made people's lives better. And so my message to the team is that we lost one of those people that those things are being said about. So it's something that we should take as inspiration that, hey, someday we're all going to pass on. Hopefully we have the kind of impact on people that Tommy had. And if we do, this world will be a better place. Well said. Uh, very, very well said, Coach. It's it, always great to have you on, and we love seeing you. Um, and I know I'll, I'm going to get up there soon. I really want to bring my daughters to come by the ballpark. But today is for Tommy, and, and that's what it's going to, to be like. Thank you for, for joining us. You're, uh, you're an integral part of an amazing group of baseball people at South Carolina. You've met them all, and it's an unbelievable fraternity to be a part of. And we're, we sure are glad to have you and um, hope to see you in Omaha next year too. But Thank, thank you, guys. You. Yeah, I, I hope we go to Omaha and we can, we can uh, make sure Tommy knows uh, from up in heaven that he's part of the broadcast. He, he's been to Omaha a few times, hasn't he? He'd sure yes, like he to go can. back, wouldn't he? Yeah. That'd yeah. be pretty neat. Yeah, we're going to get him there. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you, guys. There you go. The great Mark Kingston, head baseball coach at the University of uh, South Carolina, and uh, really glad to have him in this morning, taking some time out of his day to be here and, um, quote, unquote, toast to Tommy, the great Tommy Moody, uh, who spent 23 years in the booth and will be uh, joining joined in just a moment by Coach Tanner as well. We're going to continue the rest of our number one here. Uh, commercial free uh, we will be leading off our number two with um, with uh, one of one of our favorite folks out there coach Stuart Lake who of course has known Tommy forever and um, that was kind of part of this celebration today Phil is getting the people in here who I've spent the most time with him over the years and understood him in and out and um, and uh, spent time with him behind closed doors as well as out there in the booth or out there on the field or wherever it may be. Uh, so Coach Lake will be coming up 
uh, a little bit after noon, and then at uh, one o'clock this afternoon, uh, my my old friend, our old friend, everybody's friend, uh, Monty Lee will join us as well, and we look forward to getting uh, um, you know, Coach Lee in. We might uh, be joined by John Whittle today. Uh, he is at uh, Basketball Media Days over in Birmingham, as uh, Coach Paris and Coach Staley are getting their men's and women's teams uh, ready to go for the upcoming season as well. So we'll see if we can't get John in a little bit later. Uh, before we get Coach Tanner in, I also want to say thanks to Coach Kingston and Monty and, and John Whittle collectively for supplying a handful of great Gamecock baseball players uh, next Monday who will be up in uh, Spartanburg for the uh, Miracle League uh, Trunk or Treat event that they're going to be having, sponsored by one of our great partners here, the thebarndominiumco.com, the Barndoco. They are huge, huge Gamecock fans, and um, they are big Gamecock baseball fans, and so they are really thrilled that uh, Coach Kingston and, and his staff have allowed some of these players to go up there and spend some time uh, with the Miracle League uh, young men and young young ladies up there. So really thanks to uh, Gamecock baseball for that. Speaking of Gamecock baseball, one of the great legends uh, has uh, been kind enough to uh, clear a little bit of his slate today to pop on with us. I haven't seen Coach Tanner in a long time. I did see him walking through this past week at the lofts outside of uh, williams Bryce, but wasn't going to stop him from doing his job. Uh, Coach, man, I'm really glad to see you. I just absolutely hate it for you and for everybody in Gamecock country that it's on these terms. Uh, Tommy Moody is the legend of legends around there, as you well know, and you've known him for as long as you've been in Columbia uh, thanks for being here, and, and um, I'm really sorry, man. Thank you. I do appreciate that. It is a, it's a sad, sad day. Uh, last night we had a, a function to celebrate our women's basketball program, and I found out during the event that he had passed, and it certainly was a time of reflection. Uh, today, this morning, I had a chance to visit with Casey, one of his daughters, and and honestly, it was somewhat uplifting. We had a good conversation because it it's a person that you really celebrate what he meant to so many people and his life. So um, although we we are going to mourn and it's not going to be easy for us, uh, we do think about all the all the times that we spent with Tommy and all the impressions that he made and all the people that he affected. He he was just one of those people that never never had a bad thing to say and he would bring out the best and of course you know being a coach you know times i would share things with tommy tommy played so when you when you're in that fraternity you know from coach to coach player to player you can have a unique conversation and there'll be times that maybe i would ask him about a particular player one of my own if they weren't playing particularly well or whatever the case may be and he'd have he'd have a way of saying you know it's gonna be okay and he would bring out how he had practiced or how he had performed two weeks ago. Or, you know, he had a couple of good at-bats, although he didn't get any hits. But, you know, it was always like there was um, there was some some sunshine that he would deliver that was real. Um, but certainly a time that, that we're all shocked and we're going to miss him. Coach, you have, um, you have had the great honor of – being one of the the pillars of Gamecock baseball, I know that you, how humble you are. You you don't you don't like listening to people say things like that about you, but it is true. It's a 
it's a fraternity of people that is amazing. It's probably the closest fraternity of people in this entire state, if you ask me. Um, and Tommy seemingly was a guy who who led that fraternity. He, what do you even call a fraternity leader? I don't know. I wasn't in one, but um, the the word genuine always comes up with him. And he had this unbelievable ability of uh, Coach Kingston just pointed out a minute ago of bringing people together. Um, <laughs> man, how do you, how do you even begin to think about? Gamecock baseball, but Gamecock athletics and Columbia without Tommy. Difficult. You use the word genuine. So, so authentic. And when Tom, when you got into a conversation with Tommy, you were going to embrace the content that he was going to share. Whether you knew it or not, you were going to embrace it because he would bring you in. He didn't try to do that. He just did that. You know, this past week, Thursday night, we had our Hall of Fame induction. And that's his that's his baby. You know, the Letterman's Association and our Hall of Fame. And he he's uh he's the MC, he's the chairman, he's in charge. And that's one of the the highlights of his year. And you know, he told me a few weeks back, he said, you know, Bobby Richardson's gonna be coming. And just the the gleam, the gleam in his eye that that he had, and he said, I know that that he's not part of the program, but I want to do a special recognition for his impact and being a founding father of Carolina baseball. And he was sharing that with me. And I said, Tommy, that sounds like a great idea. And, and he did that. And coach Richardson came and, and he uh, told coach Richardson, he didn't have to speak, but coach Richardson did speak. You know, he wanted to, to share that time with Tommy and, uh, he was he was so happy. And then on Saturday at the game, we hosted all the Hall of Famers upstairs. Well, Tommy, Tommy and I were together during the game. And of course, we coached a little bit during the game. Tommy and I did. You know, we went back and forth. But, it, you know, he was he was in his moment, you know, and it, it never was about Tommy. It was about what he was doing for other people and how much joy he found in that. That's that's what he was all about. And, you know, it seems like I've known him for such a long time and and i i turned on and heard a little bit about what coach kingston had to say and it it's so true because tommy could relate to what you were doing and never tried to uh interject in what you were doing but would share if you wanted to and be a part of things and you know he got on those buses and he you know, he took those long bus rides like he enjoyed it. You know, and it was it was his it was his team, it was his people, and there's nothing ever more important than him, than Carolina athletics and Carolina baseball, except for his family, of course. And you know, that was Casey and I talked talked about that a little bit a little while ago. So um, we're gonna miss him, no doubt. But there's also that part that we're gonna celebrate who Tommy Moody was and, and we all should strive to impact other people the way Tommy Moody did. I think that there's a, um, there's a pretty cohesive message has been sent between you and, and coach King and Derek, Derek was on at the top of the program today. And all three of you have just literally said the same thing. Gosh, if you can impact, impact other people the way that Tommy has impacted other people, um, uh, 
boy, you've done a good job in life. And, and Coach Lake's coming up next, by the way. He just sent me a message that said to keep you on as long as possible because he loves to, he wants to hear you uh, talk. Uh, Coach, we, you're the AD, so we know you got a lot of stuff to do. Um, I just a little while ago in our, uh, we have a chat box here, Coach, and uh, just a little while ago, one of my dear buddies, a, a, one of the great players that ever swung it for you, Michael Campbell. Uh, made a comment in there that really struck uh, stuck with me. He said he had a Tommy had a nickname for everybody, and I know you remember when when Mike was was hitting them all over the Sarge back in the uh, the, the mid two thousands, and he called him the West Virginia Long Rifle, or the uh, no, I'm sorry, the Virginia Virginia Long Rifle, the Virginia Long Rifle. Um, did did you ever did Tommy ever throw a nickname at you that you were like, yeah, that that you know. No, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna do it. Or is there anything that you well, can? We, I mean, we we all had we all had shortcuts to, to names, and that's you know that's who Tommy was. And, and you know, and I heard Coach King say this before he went off. Tommy was an extension uh, of our coaching staff. I mean, he he played, and you know he'd been a part of it, and he had Coach Richardson and that knowledge. I mean, iconic. So when he told you a story. You were you were tuned in. It, it was it was something that you were going to gain from hearing what he had to say, and you know, unlike probably me and a lot of other people, you tell the same stories over and over again. It's always Tommy always had another. He had a new story, and and you know he would give you he would give you nuggets and say things, but never out of turn. I mean, he would he would pick his moments to share things when you reached out to him to talk about the game. Or things that were going on, but it's just a, such a such a joy to be around and such appreciation. It kind of it, you know, when we would lose a tough game, you know, whether I was coaching or not, but I, I would be around. And when I was coaching too, but t- Tommy took those losses the same way we did. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, he owned those, and you know, a lot of people in the business, you know, he was a analyst, he was a color guy. You know, they they get their post-game meal and away they go, you know, and it's not, that wasn't Tommy. He, he owned, he owned his program. And when the players hurt, he hurt. When the coaches hurt, he hurt. So that was, that was so sincere that everybody appreciated that. He wanted everybody to do so well. And going back to what was said earlier, it, he, it was about other people. Yeah. And, and that's not a trait that we all possess. You know, we, you know, we live in a great country, and a lot of times we do focus on ourselves. Tommy was very unique in that way that he just naturally, very genuinely wanted to see other people do well, and that was the, the input that he provided. How are you doing today, Coach? Um, it, it's a solemn time. I, you know, I, I went home last night, and uh, she wasn't aware of Tommy's passing, and we talked about Tommy a little bit. Just um, there's, there's, but there's a, there's some calmness of appreciation of a person that, you know, it's almost like, okay, he had a higher calling. He, he was, it was time for him to make a different impact um, in other people's lives. And uh, you just think about that, but we miss him already and we're going to continue to do that. And I, That'll go on for a long time, and um, and we'll, we'll also celebrate his life. But you really appreciate and admire somebody so much, and and 
Tommy Moody ranks among the very best. I, I know. I'll leave. I'll I'll ask you this, and I'll let you get out of here uh, so you can go do whatever you got to do today. I, I can only imagine what your days look like. Hey, um, <laughs> that's right. Just leave it there, right? Just short and sweet. AD duties. Um, I think it was probably, Coach, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it probably took you about 10 years from start to finish to get Founders Park built uh, from when y'all first started having the conversations about w- what you wanted to build in Columbia, what Gamecock baseball deserved. We talk about this from time to time around here. How, I mean, that was your baby. You were instrumental in that. And, um, boy, did you build the most beautiful thing we've ever seen in college baseball. Did, did Tommy ever give you a little nudge? Hey, coach, I think you should do this. Or I think you should do that. Or was he, did you ever involve him in some of those conversations? Yeah, we talked. I mean, we did talk because I, I know I had this conversation with him. I was, I was really concerned. Sarge Fry was, I guess, Sarge Fry was Fenway, right? It, it was not Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium. So we were leaving Fenway to go to the, U, the new Yankee Stadium. I was concerned because our winning percentage outside of my window, I'm in the Rice Athletic Center now, our winning percentage, Coach Richardson, Coach Reigns, then I came in, our winning percentage here was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of fear about moving. I knew we needed to go bigger and have a have more seats, and we had to do some amenities. We had to do some things, but there was a fear. And I remember having – a conversation with Tommy. We, we tried to, you know, I tried to, and I did this. I did it physically, personally. I measured the foul lines to the first row of seats on the first base and the third base side because I wanted our people in the same same distance to the to the pitcher's mound on both sides. So I tried to maintain a lot of things, but we talked about it. We talked about it, and I told, I told him, I said, I'm a little bit worried. We're going to build this beautiful, nice new place. Are we going to have what we, we have here at Sarge Fry? Are we going to be able to maintain that, get that, keep it? Uh, because that's important. Um, I, you can have a great team and great coaches. You need great fans in those seats, too, that make a difference. That yeah. when people come into your place, you're a little bit better than maybe than you really are because your fans put you in that place. But, you know, Tommy and I had those conversations that we we got we to gotta salvage what Sarge Fry really, really stood for. And – and um, we were able to, we were able to get back there, and and uh, it was a good thing. But Tommy's been a part of so many things that he never wanted to take credit for, or stand up, or say I was in on that, or I was a part of this. That wasn't who Tommy Moody was. He he was he was a guy that um, he was a spoke in the wheel, but the wheel's not as good without him being in it, and that's. Um, that's something that, that, that we're going to deeply miss. And, and again, I mentioned talking to his daughter this morning. That was, uh, that was great therapy for me to have a conversation with her. She obviously is, is hurting right now and, and, and trying to understand, you know, what she's dealing with today. She told me the process of not being able to reach, to reach out to him and she could not contact him on yesterday. And, for like five hours and she obviously became concerned and and we chatted about it had a good conversation and um but we certainly will celebrate his life 
Well, Coach, uh, I think you probably know this, but um, it, moving forward, if there's anything at all that you feel like we can help be involved in in, in that celebration, we'll do it. I know you very well uh, how you do things, and um, you honor people. And um, there's a lot of history in Columbia, Gamecock baseball and the entire athletics department. Tommy's right there in the thick of it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you and your staff come up with down the road to to make sure that um, generations to come know exactly who Tommy Moody was and the impact that he had at the University of South Carolina, much like you. Can't thank you enough for your time. I really do appreciate it. It's nice to see you, Coach. And thank uh, you. All all the best prayers to the athletics department and to uh, Casey and Jamie, Tommy's family, uh, daughters, his entire family, to you and Miss Karen. Um, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate what you guys are doing today in, in tribute with for, for Tommy Moody and all the people that you've had on and, and Casey and I had that conversation as we move forward with a, with a celebration and things that we're going to do in the future. So uh, again, he, he's, he's affected us in a way that he, he, you know, he never really wanted to do that to people, but he did. And uh, so we will celebrate his life. Thank you guys very much. I know he loved you. And um, that's pretty cool, man. It is. We'll see, you, we'll see you soon, Coach. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you Coach. Goes. Coach Tanner at uh, 12.05 here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Tim Seaton. Tim, I'm sorry. I meant to mention that while Coach Tanner was on. And um, and I did not. uh uh, but uh, Tim in the chat box said, I'll never forget his call in the final out against Miami, the Miami Miracle, back in 02, to go to Omaha. And he, <laughs> and he called me Steve Thomas. <laughs> well, you know, at least, at least he was a good player. At least he got mistaken for a hell of a baseball player in Steve Thomas. Uh, Tim goes on to say, I love and owe Coach Tanner so much, and I'm so thankful for Gamecock baseball. It is a fraternity unlike any other. Um, we're going to step – got to take a break. We've got to take a break. Um, Coach Coach Lake has been waiting patiently and so happy to get him in. Uh, it is a tribute and a toast for Tommy inside the Gamecocks show. We'll be right back. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Not today, sweetie. One heart's breaking while another one is mending. It's all in the ebb and flow. If I had to, I could go it alone. Because you've become my home. These windows could shut into the ground. These walls could fall right down. Keep me in your heart for a while. If I leave you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while When you get up in the morning And you see that crazy sun Ah, oh, man. Coach Lake, 12-11 uh, here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, very proudly presented by our friends at the Barn Co. Cannot thank Alicia and her entire team enough for what they do for us <laughs> and for building dream homes across four states, the thebarndominiumco.com. And um, thanks to my our friends at Chicken Cock because uh, probably a bourbon in store tonight for Tommy Moody, uh, as 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 it's appropriate, appropriately named a toast for Tommy uh, today here on uh, on our program. Um, one, one of the another, I mean, you know, sometimes Coach Lake, I I I pinch myself a little bit because I cannot believe that we have so many good people in one bubble. Um, and, you know, I mean, Phil, in the last hour, we've gone from Derek to King to Coach Tanner to Coach Lake, and Monty's still coming up. I mean, it's it's a group of people you just – I don't know how to describe it, and we can't thank you all enough uh, for being here to celebrate the life of, of Tommy Moody. So I, I'm really sorry. You've known him for a long time, Coach Lake. I know y'all were really close, and I'm really, really sorry. Um, and I'm, and I hate having you here under these circumstances, but we sure are glad to have you because you're one of the ones we certainly wanted to hear from. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I did. I came on early, and I know Phil was joking that I always do, but I love listening, and, and I really wanted to kind of hear what was being said. I, I knew I kind of wanted to say what I wanted to say, but I wanted to hear what Derek and and then. Coach King and then Coach Tanner snuck in there. So 
I wish I'd have followed, you know, the Trey Dyson and Tommy Moody Christmas song maybe instead of those three guys. But you know, I was with Coach Tanner last night, and when he told me, you know, I, I think shock is still the word for me. I was able to be there Thursday night and, and see really Tommy in just – Man, that is his stage, that Hall of Fame. And to see Coach Richardson walk on that stage, and I know as a player, when you get to give back to your head coach, that's all Tommy had talked about leading into that presentation was, I get to hand this to Coach Richardson. And we all know, anybody's Gamecock baseball knows what Coach Richardson meant to the program. Well, I don't know if I knew as much until two years ago when I got – embraced by Derek Scott and, and Tommy, obviously, to come in the booth at a time that I needed it. And it's yeah. been a tough day, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, it has. Um, you know, he um, – <laughs> we're having the same conversations over and over, and but I think that that's appropriate because I, I mentioned earlier – to Coach King after Derek said it, Coach, and um, and Coach Tanner just said it, th- there's a G word that has come up in every single conversation. And I know, I can only imagine how many people in the last, you know, what's what do you think, Coach, 12, uh, well, about 16 hours or so, I guess. I can only imagine how many people um, you, you've texted back and forth with. And I, and I could, I could probably venture a guess the large percentage of those conversations had that word genuine in there. Um, he, he was, I mean, goodness gracious. If there's anybody that I've ever met that was genuine, it was Tommy Moody. No, no doubt. You know, it was funny to me as I listened to y'all talking about nicknames and Timmy Seaton just texted in and he was the blonde bomber and Tommy still remembered that nickname years later. And although maybe Steve Thomas got credit, for catching that ball. We all know it was Timmy, the blonde bomber, ran over Seton <laughs> and caught that. And he would laugh when I would bring up nicknames and, you know, just it, it was so cool to me around Tommy because I'm a Gamecock fan. Yeah. And that's what I've always tried to tell people. I'm I'm a fan who got the coach here. And, you know, that's why I know how lucky I've been. And, um, you know, gosh, just my first call last night when I found out was I called Mike Morgan. Yeah. And Derek Scott had asked me, said, you know, Mike, well, can you make this call? And I said, I, yes. And when we both kind of got over that moment, we then reflected how many times on the bus that Mike and I got to ride with, a, you know, Mr. Tom Price and try to, you know, trip him up, which we never could do. And then comes Tommy Moody in 1998 is when Tommy and I really got to know each other because Tommy was kind of coming into the program to – be in that radio TV role and and Mike and I would be like, we can't trip Tommy Moody up either. What are they studying at night? So, I mean, we've just laughed in the last few hours because Tommy meant so much to so many of us. And as Coach Tanner said, we have always felt those guys as a coach. And then, you know, as I moved into that role the last two years, were just an extension that we could lean on because you needed them. He needed them, and Tommy was always there. He took the losses personal. There ain't no question. His things he would say on the radio, as you said, were genuine. I can, as Mike Morgan said, I can still hear a leadoff walk and him going, oh, gosh, and the emotion 
direction. You would always try to console him, like, all right, now it's at least. But it was he was such a baseball, a baseball person. And our game lacks so many just great baseball people right now. We lost one of the best ones in Tommy, but man, was it so fun to get to know him more in a personal way in the last two years, and I'll cherish that from now on. You know, I, we've got a quote here from Mike. Mike will be with us tomorrow. Um, Mike, of course, always joining the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tried to get him in today, but uh, he's he's over at SEC Media Days. Uh, but he did send us this. Uh, the very first thing I asked for when I got the job announcing Gamecock baseball games was to have Tommy join me in the booth. Boy, was I lucky they said yes. Tommy Moody was one of the most genuinely good people I've ever come to know. His love for the game of baseball and the Gamecocks was second to none. Too many incredible memories in the booth together to count. Couldn't have asked for a better partner for that time, nor a better friend for life. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for everything, Tommy. You will be sorely missed, RIP. And that's from the uh, the golden tones of the great Mike Morgan, who is uh, just a, an unbelievable person and broadcaster. But I, you know, Coach, um, and I, you were on the field for a lot of this, Um but a lot of the baseball knowledge that I gained about this program when I was a young kid, because you know, I was in high school, uh, was listening to those broadcasts. And I'll pick on my our, our friend Mike tomorrow because it wasn't from him. Uh, it was it was he sat next to Tommy Moody and Tom Price, and those two guys could go back and forth, and it didn't matter. And luckily back then there was no streaming. And, and every game wasn't on TV, you know, and I'm thankful that we grew up in a generation like that because you had to listen to it and, and they had to make you see it, although you couldn't be there to see it. And um, you would get lost in these these conversations of of Tom and Tommy. And, and it I, I don't think I don't know. I, I hope we do. I hope we do have something like that again because the world needs it. But I just don't know if we, we will. It was a it was really a tremendous moment in the life of Gamecock baseball. No, no question. You know, as again, I grew up here listening to Mr. Bob Fulton on the radio, and I didn't even know it came on TV because my granddad all he wanted to listen was on the radio. So to get to do that, and again, you know, of all the years coaching. You know, it was just so cool that you knew those guys were upstairs and had your back. That that was what I always felt, that no matter, you know, what stupid thing, maybe I sent a runner or somebody called a bad pitch or what you knew between Mike Morgan and Tom Price and now obviously Tommy Moody, Derek Scott, and I hope I do, you knew those guys had your back. And they were going to be honest. They were going to say on the radio – what they needed to say, but you knew all along they had your back. And that's why when we got on those buses, they were part of our team. You know, I, I, I Tom or Tommy would love to hear because I would make Mike Morgan so mad because Mike Morgan and Tom Price sat behind me. I had my own seat. So I thought I, but I would turn around the entire trip and talk to Tom Price. And my goal was to get him to say Metro Conference at least three or four times <laughs> in a story. And, you know, Mike would just write me a note because we didn't even have cell phones. We could text. It would say, will you please stop talking so I can sleep? Because he's going to talk to you as long as you talk. And when I would tell Tommy that, he would laugh out loud like, oh, my gosh, I know. 
And he said, I had those same conversations. So I've got a picture in the day. You know, there's a bench up there somewhere with Tommy and Tom and Dr. Casper and, and Fish. There's a good group having fun today. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh boy, could you imagine some of the conversations up there? You know, we were just talking to Coach Tanner about this. And, um, you know, because I think that, um, first of all, Tommy deserves this. And I hope that anybody that has a microphone in the state of South Carolina today will take some time to honor him because uh, there aren't many people that deserve things like, you know, the whole shebang, but he, he he's one of them. But we, we were mentioning to to Coach Tanner, um, Coach Lake, don't you love this, Phil? Well, you just get here and get to say coach over and over and over again. Listen, it's the best. I'm just sitting here just eating it up because, well, I, I never knew Tommy personally. It, it, you know, I was one of those who would listen to the radio even well after games were on TV. Just and 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 you did. I mean, it's like the the greats make you feel like you're your friends, right? And that's exactly what it is. So it is. It's like I feel the impact of this loss just as much as anybody in Gamecock Nation should. Because, you, you, I mean, you can tell his imprint on this program. And then just to hear the stories of how genuine and authentic he was outside of what you got to hear on the radio are just, they're touching. You know, well, and I'm, I mean, hell, I'm getting a little choked up. No, <laughs> I, it, well, and to, but to your point and, and kind of what I was trying to get at here, like we were talking to Coach Tanner, like I'm not sure that there's a, a better fraternity in this yeah. state than Gamecock baseball. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I've been around this program a long time. You've been around this program virtually your whole life. Um, you know, and, and you, you know, we we're just talking to the leader of the, of the tribe, really, Coach Tanner. Um, and and look, look at what's been built around here. You just mentioned Fish and Dr. Casper and, and um, you know, Tom, Tom Price up, up in heaven and Tommy Moody. And – you just think about this 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 unbelievable group of people who for stretch generation to generation they all got together. Look at the chat box here. Tim Seaton's in there. You know, Michael Campbell's in there. I saw a few other guys just a little while ago. There is a love in this program that will never diminish. It'll never go away. And uh and Tommy Moody was at the tippy top of that mountain. And boy, does that tell you something about somebody when you when you can climb up that far in in, in this group of people. No doubt. You know, I was so fortunate. We kind of, I grew up in this area. So I got, I always try to explain when people go, why are there so many Yankee fans in South Carolina? Well, that was Coach Richardson. That's why that is. And then June Rains was from Whitmire, Newberry County. So I grew up in Newberry County. So we came to every camp and, and everything that was Coach Rains. And then in 1990, really six, get to start being a part of this program because Thank goodness the academic lady hired me on because we've hired a real jerk of a baseball coach and I don't want to deal with him. And I said, well, I'll handle him. And it started what's been a relationship, obviously, that's still going on. Coach can't get rid of me. He tries. He does try, but I keep coming back. But uh, he just created, you know, and the people you just named, I mean, it was you could not wait to get to the ballpark. And Tommy was one of those guys like me. You know, last week it was a Hall of Fame banquet. I think they asked us to be there at, I'm thinking the little itinerary said guests arrive at maybe 445. 
I went on over, they're setting up, and one of the ladies said, what are you doing here? I said, because Tommy Moody's going to be here at any minute. In he walks at like 4 o'clock. And she's like, how did you know? I said, he's a baseball guy. <laughs> baseball people hurry up and wait. And he hurried up and waited and just kept telling me about I'm about to give this award to Coach Richardson tonight, and I hope I don't take any shine from any of the Hall of Fames. And, you know, Coach Wally Jones was going in, a baseball guy. I said, Tommy. There ain't nobody in this room that understands Gamecock athletics think you're taking any light off anybody when Bobby Richardson gets to walk up on stage. And that's a memory. The picture y'all showed earlier, like Coach said, to feel better today, that's my memory. It's just knowing how excited he was. And he was one of those guys. He could not – I couldn't beat him to to the stadium. I would try. I think I beat him once, but I actually think he had already left his bag, went somewhere. So I'm sitting there proud eating a sub sandwich when he walks in. And where you been? And then he points to his bag and goes, well, I've actually been here, coach, for the last 30 minutes. I walked down the – I can't beat you. I'm done. I ain't even going to try. So he's just – man, it's – as you said, it's going to be really hard to think about walking in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Heck, even for scrimmages. You know, we were trying to get together yesterday you know, to see Pro Day and get over and kind of start learning names. And he was already quizzing me on stuff. And just, you know, as Coach said, God had a bigger plan. And he's he's doing it today. And now we're here to do what y'all are doing. And when you reached out to me last night, JC reached out to me last night. And what an honor to even get to be a part of this, to celebrate a little bit about what Tommy Moody meant to not only Columbia and this area, but just Gamecock baseball. I think the baseball in general, um, you know, Gamecock baseball again. It is the standard in South Carolina. There's no doubt about that. And but just the 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 sport of baseball lost uh, lost somebody that, uh, but that well they did, but also gained for so many years. I mean, just look at what he contributed. You know, I I <clears throat> one of the things that made him so special, and I think this is what we'll all take moving forward, was. Um, uh, a couple of things that have been mentioned today already, uh, Coach, is number one, how he made you feel always. He never spoke about himself. Um, I, I was telling Coach King earlier that I – during I think it was during the regional. Uh, I, I walked upstairs and patted him on the back. He was sitting down, you know, looking out on the field in the booth. And, uh, and I patted him on the back, and he turned around and said, Hey, Jamie. I said, Hey, you, how you doing? He said, Good. And I and – I, and I told him, I said, you know, I just wanted to walk up and say thank you. And I've done this with him before, Coach. Um, and I told him, I said, I just wanted to say thanks because uh, you, you sure do make it fun to listen to on the radio. And and um, it just means a lot. So I wanted to say thank you. And he looked, he looked at me and said, sure does mean a lot to me coming from a seasoned pro like you. Well, you know, I kind of thought to myself, I think he's got that backwards, you know, because I'm not a seasoned vet at this. Uh, Tommy's the he's the guy. He's Tommy Moody. Um, and and I'm not telling that story. That's not a pat on the back to myself in any way, shape, or form. I'm telling that because that's how Tommy made you feel. If you ever complimented you, he found a way to toss that thing back into your basket, and you ended up talking about yourself when that wasn't the plan. He was good at that, and and he but he was so genuine in how he did it. And I think the other thing, too, Coach, and I'm sure you learned a lot of this. And I hope when you're in the booth this coming spring. Um, that you'll carry some of this along if you can be as slick about it as he was. 
he he had the right thing to say always, and I don't know how he did it. It was a nickname, the way he described the ball. That he loved his home runs. He he loved to describe them. Um, he, he always had something slick, and, and it just would make you chuckle. Something about a you know a dog and a beach or something. You never knew where it was coming from, but it just it poured out in that moment, and and uh, and it made you laugh, and it, it's how you made it, he made you feel. I know that was lengthy, but um, but those are the things as far as what he did uh, professionally and what he did personally. I think that I'll just never forget about him. Well, me either. And and I, as you're talking, I think of the one that would I would chuckle on air every time he would say, "In the Bob Fulton scoreboard," and he would then tell the score. And he one time said to me early on with him, he goes, "If I repeat myself, let me know." I said. You can say Bob Fulton as many times as you want because it makes me feel like I'm 12 years old. But I said, what does that mean? So he explained to me that Bob Fulton once came in a booth and said, hey, you're you're doing a pretty good job, but tell the score more often. And it just stuck with me that, you know, that's, you know, that's why he was so good because he listened. And Drew Meyer was one of the first people to reach out to me this morning. And Drew summed it up as only Drew can. He said, I remember the first time I took my headphones off and I remember it too. He said, I'm thinking, boy, I was awful. This will be a one and done. <laughs> and Tommy looked at him and he did say to me and said, you're fantastic. You're an all-star. I can't wait to do another game. And it was just Tommy. You know, Tommy had just carried you 90% of whatever that first game. And here's that 10% he's telling you was the best he's ever heard. And Drew and I just laughed this morning, rode in talking to him on the phone and, you know, just like here's a guy that's to me still one of the greatest players to ever be in this program. And like you just said, we're not talking about ourselves. We're talking about Tommy Moody the whole way right in. I actually pulled over because I was talking to Drew so much. I didn't even want to try to keep up driving because he was telling me a few stories he remembered and we can go on and on. I mean, there's no doubt that, I remember a few years ago, Justin Rowe played here. Justin's still one of my favorite people, favorite players. But I would always pick on him like, hey, you ain't the real number three. now. You know Tommy Moody's the number three. And I could get Justin going, and Justin went on to really get to know Tommy. And, and you know, he is to me that if we had an old-timers game or an alumni game, <laughs> Tommy Moody was going to be there first, and he was going to have his jersey ready to go and just – be there with his teammates. And that's why all the people that have reached out today, former teammates of his have reached out, people that listen on the radio. You know, Phil said it. So many people have said it. Everybody feels they knew him. And that's an unbelievable compliment to someone to say that you've reached that many people, again, genuinely trying to just be a fan of the Gamecocks and a friend. And he talked to anybody anywhere. Uh, you, you mentioned the – the stories on the bus. Coach Kingston said the first time he met him was in the Publix on Rosewood. And they stood there in aisle three and talked for 30, 30 minutes. I, I can imagine that. I can oh, imagine easy, that. Easy uh, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that. You know, um, Coach Tanner uh, said the same thing. You know, Tommy would kind of be in his ear, you know. And uh, I, I think one of the things that we're excited, I, I, at least I am excited about moving forward, is that Derek Scott is the voice of Gamecock baseball. And uh, if there is anybody out there who will always protect that seat, it's for, for, for Tommy Moody, it's Derek Scott. Um, he, is, no doubt. 
He's the pro. Um, I, I love Derek. Uh, he's he is. You talk about a guy who's been through a lot in his life, um, and um, and and um, he has just he's guided Gamecock baseball uh, tremendously over the last few years, and so I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to, for the future of, of that booth and honoring Tommy and whatever Coach Tanner and his administration guys like you come up with. You know we want to be involved, so so if we, can, if we can, you, you know damn well you better call me and we'll figure out what we need to do. Um, and I'll leave it at this, too. I, on, on behalf of Tommy, Coach, I, I go back to when Mike, you know, asked for him to be in the booth, and he got up there. And, and so, so Tommy Moody worked in the booth with Tom Price, Mike Morgan, uh, Andy Demetra, Derek Scott, Stuart Lake, Drew Meyer, I'm trying to think of have I missed? I don't know if Kip did any games or not on the radio. I know he did on TV. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, no, nobody gets to do that, man. I mean, no. just what a life he lived, and and proud to have known him, and sure as hell, I'm proud he was, uh, and always will be, a great Gamecock. Me too. Yeah, twenty. This. You know, really about over 25 years now, I've gotten to be a part of this program. And, you know, when I would see him occasionally wear a SEC championship ring or a, one of the national championship rings, you know, last night we were out of basketball and you see people getting rings. And sometimes you kind of go, wow, how'd they get one? When you saw him wearing it, you knew how he got it. Tommy Moody was a part of this program, will always be a part. And when that next ring comes along, he'll be there. No doubt. Coach, um, I uh, thoughts and prayers are with you. We'll be thinking about uh, uh, thinking about you and, and your family. Uh, very close with the Moody's. Uh, clearly, we'll be thinking about Casey and Jamie and, um, and that entire family. And uh, collectively, the University of South Carolina, um, it is a – it's home. It's a place we all love, and it lost a legend. But um, Tommy Moody will always be a great part of what we do around here. And um, really glad to have you, man. I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us. I hate that it's under these circumstances. I literally just saw you on Saturday and wanted to just get on and talk some ball and hang out with you at some point in time soon. And we will do that. And we'll find a way to always make sure we mention them every time we do it. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you all for doing this. Tommy deserves so much, but today this is a way to enjoy and celebrate him and to get to be a small part of this is an honor for me. So thank you all and can't wait till the next time we get on and I'll try to be uh, a little funnier next time. But today is uh, it's a tough day here in Columbia. I'll be honest. Go give Coach Tanner a hug for us. I will. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. There you go. Great. Stuart. Uh, Lake, uh, 12.35 here on Inside the Gamecocks, the, the show. Uh, we will be on remote this Friday uh, at 350 Holiday Drive in Somerville. Really can't wait to be there. It's the warehouse clearance sale for Palm Casual, South Carolina. Gamecock owned and operated. Largest outdoor cushion manufacturer in America. But listen very closely. Listen very, very closely. If you are anywhere near Somerville this weekend, it's on Sunday. We'll be live and remote on Friday, but Sunday beginning at 7 a.m., 350 Holiday Drive in Somerville. 
60 to 80. Uh-huh. No joke. This happens every year. They do it every year. It is Christmas. It's crazy. 60 to 80% off low factory pricing on Sumbrella, wicker seating, teak, cast aluminum, polymer furniture, you, outdoor stuff. You know, the nice stuff that you put out there. You don't want the sun to ruin it. You don't want the water to ruin it. That stuff, the good stuff, the expensive stuff, 60 to 80% off of it. It's crazy. And Aaron Beasley, you are the man. You're my you're my dude. Uh, and I can't wait to be there on Friday. Michael Flint is going to come by. Mike Cisco is going to come by. The ownership of Grain and Barrel Spirits, as in Chicken Cock Whiskey and Dixie Vodka, they're going to come by. Uh, we're we're going to have a lot of fun. And I've got a feeling uh, that um, uh, we will have something to say about Tommy Moody while we're there, too. Uh, so, it, you know, can't wait to be there. If you want to stop by and see us on Friday, please do at uh, Palm Casual in Somerville. But most importantly, if you want to soup up whatever area you've got outside your house, you want to do that on Sunday beginning at 7 in the morning. There will be a line. There will be a line to get in. I promise you that. It'll be like things like Black Friday at Walmart. Maybe not that long, and there won't be any fights, but there will be a line for people to get in, and I really can't wait to get there um, uh, coming up this weekend. All right, uh, we need to step aside. It's uh, 1238. A toast for Tommy on Inside the Gamecocks. The show continues when we return. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Contact local agent Gary Patterson for your personal price plan today. Hey folks, it's JB, and as we all know, it's football season. My favorite place to shop for myself and the family is Gamecock Traditions in Lexington. They have the widest selection of Gamecocks attire, plus all the cool accessories for tailgating, cooking, kids, shoes, hats, and so much more. Most importantly for me, you can order online at GamecockTraditions.com, and it's shipped timely to your door. I've been shopping here for years, and I hope you will too. Order online right now on the Chief Sports app. Go Gamecocks. Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include a variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style in seconds. They're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. 
South Carolinians, this message is for you, as well as for people in Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. If you think you may need work done to your roof or a new roof altogether, there's one simple name to remember, Elite Roofing and Restoration. South Carolina native Jeremy Johnson has been helping people in the South make sure they have the very best people checking on and building new roofs for over 25 years. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured, they provide the best service possible. Call or email today, 678-781-1998. That's 678-781-1998. Or you can go to EliteRoofing.com. GA.com. Schedule a no-hassle free inspection today. Wind damage, hail damage, or just wear and tear. Don't settle for second best. Let Jeremy Johnson and Elite Roofing and Restoration take care of it all for you today. Twelve forty-two. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks. The show served by Chicken Cock. Special thanks to our friends at Gamecock Traditions. Uh, this week it's twenty-five percent off all apparel. I, I did see uh, just a minute ago. Kevin Lucas. Um, there he is. There's Kevin um, in the chat box. He said those five home runs in a row in Athens versus Georgia in the Supers uh, is one of my favorite memories as a Gamecock. Couple it with the fact that we had Mike. Tommy and Tom on the call made it even better. Well, I'll tell you what, Kevin, make you a deal. I thought about doing this today and decided against it because it'd be better to do it with Mike Morgan. Why don't we just air it in its entirety tomorrow? How's that sound? We got plenty of football to get to tomorrow. Perry Orth will be here. Chris Phillips will be here. Mike Morgan uh, will be here as well. Why don't we air it in its entirety and just sit back and, and enjoy one of the wildest moments ever in college baseball <laughs> i will never forget anything about that nine minute stretch in which almost six because um uh it was um ian paxton who came to the plate after grindstaff's ball cleared the scoreboard and right and paxton just got he, he got a little got a little Got a little backspin, or not backspin, got a little uh, top spin on it and um, and a little bit on top of it. And it just kind of died out there on the warning track. But it would have been six by about 10 feet. And um, But I, re- I, I remember everything about all of that because immediately after the game, I called Smoke um, and said, what on earth happened today? And at that point in time, it was a shoe-in. Gamecocks are going to Omaha. I mean, he'd just gone to national seed, Georgia, beat the brakes off of them in game one, and then just really not enough pitching to get it done in games two and games three, um, which sucked. But it never takes away. It's almost like that Roy McAvoy moment in 10 Cup, Phil. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> they'll never remember who won, but they'll remember your 12. They'll remember yep. your 12. <laughs> and um and uh he sunk it so you know carolina hit but i remember i remember you know geeslers when geeslers left the bat geese hadn't hit one in a while at that point in time he knocked one out of there 
and then Smokey hit one further, and then Phil hit one that, my God, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I don't even know if they ever figured out that thing came down or not. Uh, Crispy hit one that was hit pretty darn well to, to left, and then Grindstaffs just got up and motored out of there in right field. So, yep, Tommy was a part of all that, and we'll, ju- we'll just watch the whole dadgum thing tomorrow. Um, why not? It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want to do around here. That's so, right. um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but, um, Gamecock traditions, as I was mentioned, 25% off apparel this week. Um, you know, I tell you what, uh, I don't want this to sound shallow, but, um, in honor of Tommy Moody, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some Gamecock baseball gear or some Gamecock football gear or something you just haven't been able to pick up yet. Uh, maybe you go online to GamecockTraditions.com or stop in over there in Lexington if you're in the area and uh, get you something to wear. You're, you're, you're Tommy T. How about that? Well, Kevin, where you at? We need, we need Tommy T's for Gamecock baseball um, coming up this season. So 25% off all apparel on both online and, um, and in store. Uh, speaking of Tommy, Tommy trivia is something that he always did. Here's, a Tommy trivia for you, Phil. Uh, who uh, holds the highest single season batting average in Gamecock baseball history? And I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It was during this happened during Coach Tanner's tenure. No, oh, I don't know if that makes it any easier. Uh... <laughs> Single season batting average. Think of. Uh, do you, Do you need another hit, or you want to give it? You want to, you going to give it a go? Uh, yeah. Okay. If you're if you got another hint, throw it at me. Throw it at me because I'm okay. I got. Uh-huh. All right. This is going to be a big hint. Catcher. I was thinking I was going to. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is it Landon Powell? No. Okay. No, that Landon's, was Landon's the best catcher I've ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He taught mm-hmm. me how to do it. I was going to say, I know it's not you. Um... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, not it's Timmy. the great Ryan Bordenick. Bordenick, nineteen ninety-seven. Ryan Bordenick, he hit four nineteen in nineteen ninety-seven. Ryan Bordenick was a train when he came to the plate. He you couldn't get him out. He hit for power. It was he didn't strike out. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. Back then in the 90s in the in the mid to, to late 90s Phil. Um they had started a summer uh, collegiate baseball league. And mm-hmm. uh down down here in in the low country, okay? And um they played they played at um, they played at uh, the college the old college of Charleston field, which was out at Rimley's Point. Um, they played in uh, in Mount Pleasant at the old Wando field where I played um, on Whipple Road. They played in Somerville. Um, they played in um, I think they played out at CSU as well. I'd have to ask Coach Lake. I'm trying to remember. I feel like they played some down at College Park. Um, where the rainbow Charleston Rainbows used to be, the River Dogs, where the Citadel practices now. And um, and Bordenick came down and played, and I was just a kid, man. I was probably I don't know, twelve maybe. And um, 
and Bordenic came down and played in that league. And I remember sitting next to him at uh, Remley's Point. He he was sitting on the ground, leaned up against the uh, fence. The, 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 there was a chain link fence that connected to the to the dugout, the home dugout for the College of Charleston. And I remember sitting on the ground with him one day, what um, just watching the guys play. He would always kind of sit out there and he watched the pitcher and he watched everybody hit. And I'd never had seen or heard anything like that at that point in time. And you fast forward. Uh, 25 years in my life and outside of listening to smoke sometimes you know Justin's probably uh, the most brilliant baseball guy I know outside of that I had never heard somebody describe the game the way that he did because he was watching every single pitch that was thrown off the mound every at bat that was taken and in his mind was just clicking as to Okay, this is what this guy does. Literally, I don't. He picked something up on every pitch that was thrown, and um, and and he was so advanced from an intelligence standpoint as far as understanding what to do up there. And I remember thinking, how do you how do you think like that? And as I got older, as I tried to think like that, it, it, you could I could just couldn't do it. There's only so, so many people that can do that. Um, it, it was just better for me not to think. You know what I mean? Uh, but but he was so good at, at understanding uh, what was going on out there. He was one of the most, maybe the smartest hitter I'd ever ever talked to. And um, so, um, Ryan Bordenick, there's some Tommy trivia for you uh, here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. 419. Imagine that, hitting 419, 419. in the SEC. Man. <laughs> just, a, just a wild day. Wild day. So that's pretty pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's there, there's yeah, no question. Not bad, not bad. Um, we got to squeeze in a couple other things here too uh, before we get to break. Uh, we do have Monty Lee coming up, and um, uh, our text line we we have not opened it really today, guys, uh, because of this. But uh, certainly, if you've got uh, something you'd like to pass along, or just want to you know say something for uh, Tommy Moody and his family, you can do that. Eight zero three seven six six. 6320-803-766-6320 is that uh, text line. We really appreciate everybody kind of joining in uh, today and taking a little bit of a break from football uh, during a difficult time for the University of South Carolina. Tommy was a baseball guy, uh, but Tommy was a Gamecock guy. He went to every Carolina football game. He didn't miss all that, didn't miss basketball. I mean, he loved it all. And um, and so I'm certainly happy we get to to give him a big tip of the cap today here on our program uh, last night in baseball an embarrassing embarrassing game two for Arizona as they fall 10 nothing Philly seems destined once again for the World Series uh they have Phil they've just figured it out the last couple of years they found a way to make it click at the right time they've taken the Braves down again the best team in baseball and and now one of the hottest teams in baseball Arizona they they've found a way to just punish them and embarrass them and um, uh, five three in game one, ten nothing last night, and then you um, um, you, you've got the Rangers and the Astros tonight, where Texas leads two uh, zero, looking to go up three zero tomorrow night. Philly's got to hit the road for Arizona to try to um, try to get up three zero. So could have a couple of sweeps in the AL and NLCS, and if we do, it could be a Phillies Rangers World Series. Who'd have thunk it only a month ago? Yeah, that's interesting i don't know philly's just like just you know you 
just the team you don't want to face right now. You know, like everything just comes together right there at the end and just rolls. <laughs> you put it together to knock off the best team and then carry that right on into the postseason with all the momentum in the world and, and you know, whoever's on the American League side, you, you definitely don't want to see that coming at you. No, no, no. It's um, They're both hot, and there's no question about that. So I'm going to go with uh, – I think it will be Texas and Philly in the World Series. I'm just trying to figure out will they both sweep or not. I don't think Philly will sweep. But I think Texas will. Yeah, maybe that's an advantage for him. Get an extra day or two, which is great because I'm so tired of seeing the Astros. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just sick and tired Houston. of it. Yeah, and I know one Astros fan. I actually really can't stand the guy. So <laughs> I'm pulling for so I'm pulling for <laughs> Texas Rangers, and I'm pulling I'm pulling for. Look, what I'd really like to see is Texas and Arizona because you get. Christian Walker versus Jordan Montgomery at some point in time in that World Series. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, which would uh, really, really be, really be neat. Um, uh, by the way, this is a neat text from uh, Justin Hall. By the way, Justin Hall, uh, Justin, I saw you in there earlier. Um, yeah, was, Justin. Uh, let me find it in here. Yeah, J- Justin uh, does just a tremendous job. Um, with the uh, fifth quarter uh, post game show and the high school scoreboard show and all that stuff up in Columbia, he's one of the good ones out there. He does things the right way, and um, and um, it, it, Justin just uh, sent me a, a text or a, a, our show a text. Excuse me. Um, he said um, this Friday night, uh, Tommy's seat will be open. We'll honor his love for high school football in South Carolina while talking week nine action. It will be an enjoyable night to honor the memory of a wonderful person. So that is, um, I know, can only imagine what that'll mean to Tommy's family and um, and all those who, because Tommy, as great as he's been for Gamecock baseball, he, boy, he sure has been neat to listen to from the high school sports stuff too. And um, and uh, just a, um, unbelievable what he's given to this state. From a sports standpoint, so Tommy, thank you, and uh, really was sad to to get that call last night from from Mike Morgan. Just really, really awful. Um, I mentioned earlier we'll try to get John Whittle in a little bit later if we can. Um, John is in Birmingham as is Mike, uh, covering SEC basketball uh, media days. A couple of notes there from uh, Lamont Paris. He mentioned earlier, of course, he is you probably would would imagine uh, but publicly sometimes they don't say things like this and Lamont did he said I don't like being picked last in the SEC he also went on to point out that half the teams in the league that were picked last year um, picked last last year were off a deviation of, of four or more so he says um, they uh, they they feel like this is going to be a better season essentially than what the media is saying I sure hope he's right uh, he said, quote, I hold consistency in the highest regard. Says he wants to know what he is going to get every day from his players. Once we get to that point, I know what the results are going to be. From an offensive standpoint, quote, I like to shoot threes. They're worth more than twos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, there you go. Um, uh, so just a couple of the things. um uh, coming uh, coming out of uh, 
Birmingham. Uh, he did go on to say Talon Cooper and Michi Johnson really have emerged as vocal leaders on this team. We've kind of heard that already to this point and, um, and um, anticipate that that will continue. So uh, there you go. Anything else that is uh, pertinent, we'll plug it into our program. Another text here. My condolences are with Tommy's family, friends, and Gamecock Nation. His legacy will always be treasured by all. Angels in the outfield, fly high, Tommy, and may you rest in peace wherever to the um, – well, I really don't know who sent that, but certainly do appreciate that. Uh, as we are set to get to break here, again, uh, Monty Lee will be joining us at 105. Uh, some really neat tweets coming in uh, or have come in from out from inside slash outside of Gamecock country. Again, this is the impact of Tommy. Uh, Sean Elliott over at Georgia State said, I hate to hear the sad news that Tommy Moody has passed away. He was such a great, kind man. He loved his Gamecocks and made everyone around him feel special. I will miss you, Tommy. Again, that is from uh, Sean Elliott over at Georgia State. I also pointed out that right now, I pointed this out earlier, I pointed out again, uh, right now inside of the ballpark at Founders Park, uh, they are honoring Tommy up on the scoreboard um, with a just an awesome photo. So if you happen to drive by here in the Columbia area, you will see it. Uh, we did speak earlier uh, to Coach Lake and certainly appreciate him uh, being here. We've spoken to Coach Tanner. We've spoken to Coach King. And we've spoken to Derek Scott. Uh, Jay Phillips, one of the best friends of Tommy Moody with 107.5 The Game initially tweeted the news out last night. want to make sure we, we credit him from that standpoint, although I know he doesn't care about it. Jay's a great guy, and um, and I know he loved Tommy dearly, and that was very hard for him to even have to type it. Um, but, um, but that's kind of where the news began to, stric- uh, to uh, trickle out. Uh, Grayson Griner last night said, this one hurts a lot. An incredible family man, a passionate Gamecock, and a wise friend. He'll be missed by so many. Rest easy, Mr. Moody. Andy Demetra said, there was never a bad day with you. Thankful for every room, ride, booth, text, and post-game toast we got to share. And I know you were far prouder of your daughters and grandkids than any title. You spread a light that'll stay with all of us. And I love you, partner. Um, I, my buddy Drew Meyer did speak with Drew a little bit last night, too. Uh, he publicly put out, I'm sad to hear the news about my friend Tommy Moody. He wore many hats in his life, and he was number one, my number one mentor as I shifted from the playing field to the radio booth. I am grateful for the patience and encouragement he had with us former players trying to figure it all out. RIP, uh, one of the great guys out there in baseball, Chad Holbrook, said last night, Tommy was the best, loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and he loved his Gamecocks. He treated his friends and family like his most prized possessions. I'm so lucky to have known him and to have been his friend. Thankful for all of our conversations over the years. Rest easy, Tommy. And finally, from Will Muschamp last night, Will uh, put out, uh, Tommy Moody was a great man and a great Gamecock. Tommy, you will be missed. Um, so some neat some neat comments coming in from around, uh, around the state and around the country. And um, I think we by now we've all figured out why. It's one o'clock. It is time for a timeout. Hour one is or hour two, I should say. Is I can't wait to talk to another amazing gamecock and one of the most brilliant baseball minds I've ever been around. Monty Lee here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. And I think to myself. 
chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Fossil, Caldwell, Banker, Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go Gamecocks. Okay, over there. I, the uh, we we didn't. I don't think I heard any music playing, but uh, I'm not there sure. Was, oh, it was very low. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you, I had a tough time picking music for the show today. Yeah, oh, I bet. <laughs> I mean, like, not not that I had a hard time picking what songs to play, but had a hard time listening to the songs, knowing you know the context of what was going on was tough. Tough. Yeah, I, this is. It's been a hmm, yeah, tough it's morning. Been... Tough morning. I, I, I just I, I hate it. I hate it for his family. I hate it for all the Gamecock family. It, it you know, it's one of the greatest for sure. We've we've lost. Uh, we will certainly get uh, back into football tomorrow as uh, the Gamecocks head to Columbia, Missouri this weekend. It's a three thirty kick 
on the SEC network. Um, we've got a lot, uh, a lot to get to on that. Uh, looking forward to speaking with Perry Orth tomorrow, as always, and uh, getting Mike Morgan back in here. Michael Flint will join join us live uh, at uh, our remote at Palm Casual up there in Somerville on on Friday. And uh, certainly looking forward to getting a microphone on him, a headset on Mike, uh, so we can talk some ball and preparing for the battle of the uh, Mayor's Cup this weekend between Missouri, who's won four in a row over the Gamecocks, and uh, South Carolina, who unfortunately just couldn't get it done this past weekend against Florida, a heartbreaking loss inside of Williams-Brice Stadium, as we all well remember, 41-39, to but uh, remembering today is that for our friend Tommy Moody, uh, one of the uh, all-time great friends of Gamecock baseball and of this state, again, uh, growing up in Columbia, attending AC Flora High School, playing for Coach Richardson back in the 70s, uh, and um, and working his whole life in the Palmetto State for a while as a, a sales rep and territory manager for General Mills. And then back in 2000, uh, joining both uh, Mike Morgan and Tom Price up in the booth. And uh, he was there until yesterday you know, as one of the voices of Gamecock baseball and uh, we cannot, again, uh, and I, I know here in just a second, we'll be joined by Monty Lee, who's uh, one, one, literally one of my favorite people of all time, um, but uh, cannot thank all whom have already been in, in the program here. Coach Lake, Coach Tanner, Coach Kingston, um, Derek Scott to, to lead off today. is It's difficult for all these guys. It's, it's very difficult for them. And um, so our, our – uh, you will give give a big Gamecock baseball hug to everybody out there. And we really appreciate all of you. I know it's a lot for three hours. I know you really want to hear us talking sports. We know that. We know it. We know it, guys. And, um, and you know, uh, but sometimes things are bigger than sports. And um, Tommy Moody is one of those guys. Uh, we're joined now, as I just mentioned, by one of the, one of the great ones. Gamecock baseball has got a lot of legends around here. And this dude fits right in. And um, I hate that it's under these circumstances, but uh, Monty Lee has been kind enough to to spend a few minutes of his time with us, and we're glad to have you, bud. How are you? How you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. I hope you guys can hear me okay. Uh, we've we've got some early cage stuff going on and wait wait room time going on before we uh, play our game today. And I'm sitting. I walked out and and looking, you know, out over Founders Park and look up at our scoreboard and and uh we have in memory of tommy moody on the scoreboard for everybody to see who's in the ballpark today and um it's just a tough tough pill to swallow i got the news last night that tommy had passed away and you know immediately you start to reflect upon all the time that you had with with such a wonderful human being like tommy moody um, and the, the first the first person i called was stuart lake so i called Stu. And uh, talked to Stu a little bit about it. And, uh, you know, he and I both agreed. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've met anyone um, in my in my involvement with the program over, you know, over the years that love Gamecock baseball more uh, than Tommy Moody. And I, I think that's about as simple uh, a statement that I can make is nobody loved Gamecock baseball more than Tommy. He loved to talk about stats. Uh, he loved to talk baseball. Um you know, he was just such a positive human being. Um, and uh, I just, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's a really tough pill to swallow when, 
when uh, when when someone that is just as beloved uh, with Gamecock baseball as Tommy Moody is, uh, you know, passes away, you just start to reflect on just the impact that he had on the community and the program and the fan base. And, uh, you know, it's just and and just personally just such a good person. So it's uh, it's just really it's a really tough day in that regard. Yeah, man, you, you hit the nail on the head, dude, because, um, you know, when Mike Mike called me last night and, and I talked to him, I think we, Monty, somewhere went there when I texted you, we all kind of were talking to the same people in different circles. My point in saying that is the same word was being mentioned in every single conversation. And before we got you on, you know, we just got off the phone with, with, with Coach Lake. Uh, we just talked to Coach Tanner. Uh, we just talked to Coach King before him, and we talked to Derek. And uh, the G word keeps coming up, genuine, genuine, yeah. genuine, genuine. And, Monty, you've been around – I mean, you're, you're – like, when you talk about baseball guys, like, you're a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Moody's a baseball guy. Like, the, the baseball guys, you know, they, they all see eye to eye. Um, I, I don't know, I, you know, if I've ever been around somebody more genuine than him who just – it didn't matter what was going on when he talked to you. He found a way to, like, you walked out of that conversation always feeling better about yourself in whatever situation you were in. Well, one of the things and one of the things that, that stands out about a guy uh, like Tommy is Tommy, Tommy never said anything negative. Like, I don't ever remember him complaining. I never remember him saying anything bad about – a game or about a team or like even when we were like when we would struggle he would always find the good in what was going on uh so and i think that was just one of the traits that he had that really stood out was just and you just don't see that in this day and age right like you just yeah. don't see especially yeah. in baseball my my goodness right i mean yep. so, yep. so it, you can pick apart a baseball game and a baseball team uh just because there's so much failure involved in our sport and Tommy never Tommy would never would say anything negative or anything bad about about any phase of the game I thought that just his his just he was just genuine he was positive he was always upbeat regardless if we were winning or we were losing it didn't really matter he just loved Gamecock baseball he loved being around the players around the coaches around the fans you know, he just loved it. You know, he he was just one of those. You're right. He's one of those baseball lifers that just eats, drinks, and sleeps baseball. It's, you know, it's not what he did. It was his way of life, and he was just had tremendous passion, uh, you know, for this program and for the tradition of the program. The thing that I used to love is cutting on the radio and hearing his show, and he would start talking about, you know, just all the old legends of Gamecock sports, and he knew so many just impressive stats and dates and Gamecock history of, of all the sports. I mean, just a historian of Gamecock athletics and those, there's just not that many people like that out there. Right. I mean, there's, there really, he, he really was one of a kind. Uh, he could bridge the gap from the past to the future as good as anybody, you know, when you're talking about Gamecock sports and, you know, again, he's just going to be sorely missed because just because people like Tommy Moody, just, they're just not out there. Um, so, um, you know, he's, um, he's someone special and he stayed in touch with me throughout my whole time away from the program too. Like my time at the college of Charleston, my time at Clemson, he stayed in touch with me. He would shoot me a text here or there or check in. And he was just that kind of man that, uh, you know, once you developed a relationship with him and you were a friend of Tommy Moody, 
you know, he always made it a point to stay in touch and reach out to you. And he's just one of those types of people that you really, really appreciate. Uh, man, you hit the nail on the head. It, 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 every time I would see him, he always asked me about the guys that you, you know, you and I know so well. You know, the Smokes and the, and the Havens and the Ciscos of the world. You know, he always wanted to know how everybody else was doing. Um, Coach Lake just said something a minute ago that I, I found really interesting. I guess I'd really never thought about it this way, but you've been through a lot as a player and a coach, um, Monty, in your in your career, uh, being in a being a head coach being an assistant coach, uh, we're in this crazy world of access where everybody has a microphone and everybody has an opinion and, and they can't wait to tell you about it. Um, and, and Coach Lake mentioned just a, a little while ago that um, that uh, he knew when Tommy was in the booth that the, he all, Tommy Moody always had your back. And, and right. that might sound kind of minor or small. You know, it's just the radio guy. You're out there coaching. He's just the radio guy, right? But – but there is something to that. Can can you describe that a little bit for us? Because you are under a lot of pressure when you're on the field, and sometimes it's it's easy to feel that. Well, I can, yeah. I mean, I can certainly describe it. I've been living it my whole adult life, so it's um, <laughs> you know you're guarded. Like as I think coaches coaches are guarded because we take you know we we do like we we take, and I don't think we would want it any other way, right? Like we want accept the criticism for the program that we run we don't want the players to accept the criticism because the players have to be out there they're the ones competing and playing and representing the program and the university so you don't you want to try to take some of that criticism you know off of the players and accept some of that criticism but over time that becomes really really difficult because we're human beings too it's really really difficult to manage the amount of criticism that you have to take on uh, as a coach. And when you have that circle of people that have your back through thick and thin, through good times and bad, they stand out. They just do, you know, they, they just stand out because they're not living and dying with the highs and the lows of wins and losses. And they don't, they don't judge you based on your performance. They judged you based on who you are as a person too. And I think that's the, the, the thing that, you know, a guy like a Tommy Moody is uh, he did have your back. You know, again, he cared for you as a person more than, than what you did as a coach. And, and you know, there's just not that many people that, that ultimately are like that. I mean, just think about in all of our walks of life, when we're going through tough times professionally, to have somebody that's always got your back and always there for you, always willing to give you some sort of positive outlook on, on what's going on you know, within within your profession, you appreciate those kind of people. And and that's the way Tommy was. I think Stewart is spot on. He always had your back because he was always supportive of you, you know, regardless of how good or how bad things were going at that point in time in the season. You know, you just always knew, uh, you know, that that Tommy was going to have a kind word, was going to be kind to you and, and talk to you and wasn't going to like uh, steer clear of you if things weren't going well, like. He was going to treat you the same regardless of, of how things were going. And, you know, we, we need more people like that in the world. There's no doubt about it. Isn't that, isn't that neat uh, about this, this, this group of people? We've talked about this all day, Coach. For And I know you got to get going here in just a second. I'll, more important things to do, you got to get ready to go to Omaha this year. But, um, but, you know, we were talking to Coach Tanner about this earlier because Coach Tanner uh, is kind of, you know, kind of spearheads this whole fraternity of Gamecock baseball. It's a really – 
in the in the big picture in the grand scheme of things carolina baseball is one of the most unique groups of of people out there i I think it's the closest knit fraternity in this entire state personally um with amazing people involved in it uh i mean golly all the people we've been here today look at you i mean you know you're monty lee i mean you're one of the greats to ever do it in south carolina and 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 all these guys these coaches coach tanner monty lee king you know, we had Lake earlier. I could only imagine what guys like Coach Tommy would say or Coach Holbrook or anybody out there um, that we could get on the show honoring this guy. You know, this guy. Uh, it, it, it just says so much about him as a person that when you think about this amazing group of people and the impact they've made on this state because of the sport of baseball, that at the top of that is a guy named Tommy Moody. And um, the way he made us feel, you talk about listening – that's how we feel, right? You know, I, 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 when I listen to him, I listen to him, coach, and and he he makes you feel good whether they're winning or losing. Uh, just amazing. I, it, only so many people can do things like that, and my gosh, he was good at it. Yeah, he certainly was. Just the dedication and the passion. I think those are the things that, that I think about when you talk about, you know, Ray Tanner and June Raines and Bobby Richardson and Mark Kingston and like all the great players that have played here and all the great people, you know, that fraternity that you're talking about, you're talking about a lot of people who were incredibly dedicated to this program and incredibly passionate about this program. And Tommy's right at the top with all those people. He just, you know, was just so, so passionate about the people in the program and about the program, the history of the program, the fan base, all of it. Um, So, uh, you know, that's what makes it so, so tough today. It's you appreciate the fact and you can reflect on the fact that you had such a great relationship with such a great human being, but you know that he's going to be sorely, sorely missed because of the impact that he's had on this program for so many years. And he's just not, no one's going to pick up, you know, that spot and continue to run with it. I I just don't know if there's anybody out there that could do it like Tommy Moody. He is uh, certainly one of the, one of a kind and, and uh, he's going to be missed. All right, before I let you go, Tommy used to do, uh, as we all well know, this thing he called Tommy Trivia. So we'll <laughs> we'll put you on the spot here. You should. Oh be man, able- I'm. I don't Come know on. if I'll, I don't know if I'll be good at this or not, but go ahead. No, no, no. You'll nail it. You'll nail it. Who holds the record for the most saves in a single season at Carolina? Oh, Chad Blackwell. I think mm-hmm. no. Chad Blackwell had 21 in 2000. I think it was 21 in 2004. That's the most that I remember, as far as in a career or in a season. No, no, in one in one season. Ooh, in one. Somebody season. had more than 21. Was it Matt Price? Maybe. Well, Black Blackwell had 20. Blackwell had 20. 20. This guy had okay. 21. Think think prior to Chad. Mm. He wasn't much bigger than Chad either. Hmm. More saves than Chad Blackwell's. Think numbers in banking. And now what he does now. No way. Not Blake Taylor. Blake Taylor. Blake Blake Taylor. Wow. 2002. 2002. He had 21. Yeah, 2002. He had 21. I I, would have thought, I would have, I I don't, I I did not realize that. I, uh, I didn't get a chance to coach Blake. I came the year after Blake in 2003, but I was there with Chad, and I don't know if I've ever seen a more impressive closer than Chad Blackwell, but Blake Taylor with 21. How about that? Yeah. That's pretty dang impressive when you think about those those uh, 
those three years in a row uh, that the program went to Omaha, 02, 03, 04. And then you look at, again, like the later, you know, the teams that won the national championships to have that dominating closer at the yep. end of the game like those teams had. That's one of the common characteristics of those teams. So uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive. 21 saves in one college season. That's, uh, that's a lot of trust to give one man the ball that many times. Dude. Man, you're not kidding, right? I mean, I, I, yeah, that 40, yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. Well, there you go. You just, you just wrote the book for the 2024 season. Just find you a closer and we'll see you in Omaha. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Hey, I'll let you run, Monty. Um, I kept you longer than I should have. I, I know that, but I know you got to get back to work, but um, it's really good to see. I hate that we had to do it under these circumstances. There's, there's no doubt. Um, I'll swing by the ballpark soon and, and come see y'all uh, sometime this fall. But thanks, man. Uh, today's for Tommy. Uh, he's one of the best. You've known him for a long time, 20, 20 plus years. And uh, and it really is an honor to get you on to, to put some kind words out there in the universe for Tommy well, and his just, family. Thanks a lot. Well, Jamie, I appreciate you having me on just to be able to speak on, you know, just to be able to speak on his behalf a little bit, just how much he's meant to me and, and to so many others. So just thanks for having me on because uh, – you know, everybody across the state and the Gamecock fan base needs to, you know, take time today and, and reflect on just how how big of an impact Tommy had on, on the programs here and how great a man he was. So thanks for having me on. You got it, brother. There you go. Monty Lee, uh, sitting on the top row out there down the uh, right field line at uh, Founders Park as the, as the uh, Gamecocks are taking some BP. Um, I think, so yesterday was pro day. And I'm pretty sure they've got – I don't think they're scrimmaging today, but we'll have to go back and check that. So thanks to Monty Lee uh, for joining us. And I'm, as of now, that concludes our guest list today, by the way, Mad Dog, um, unless we can squeeze uh, Whittle in here at the end, which he would be able to, of course, say something nice for Tommy, but also would be able to uh, give us a um, maybe a quick update from Birmingham uh, with uh, – men's and women's basketball over there at media days. It is 122 here on Inside the Gamecocks, uh, the show we are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. And uh, it's never too early to start thinking about the big Christmas gift that somebody in your home might be getting. Whether Maybe maybe it's your daughter or son. They've got kids, electric bikes that are awesome. Maybe it's you or your, your wife or your husband. Um, and, uh, that's, that's the big gift this morning. You know, the big gift from Santa this year might be an electric bike. They come from all over South Carolina to shop with Michelle and her team at electric bikes of Charleston and Mount Pleasant. And we are really like truly honored to be partners with them because they're the coolest people ever. Great Gamecocks. Michelle is an unbelievable Gamecock baseball fan. I can only imagine, uh, she's probably as heartbroken as the rest of us today and uh, cannot thank them enough for what they do. Also want to thank them for opening their sister store, uh, Charleston Fitness Equipment, because uh, the hydro rower sits in our frog and it has just helped me feel better and stay in shape. Actually, get in shape because I wasn't. I'm not staying in shape. I'm trying to get back into shape. Uh, so that 20 minutes a day sure has meant a lot, Michelle. Thank you. You can actually get that right now for $200 off. It's $200 off. So if you're looking to you know, work out, stay at the house, uh, don't want to do the gym membership, have somewhere to put something it's easy to do. It's fun. You can be out there rowing in a lake, Lake Washington, maybe over somewhere in Switzerland, Charleston Harbor, uh, all over the place. They'll put it right there on the screen for you. It is the most unique experience. 85% of your muscles are work. 
Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. Tommy Moody passing away yesterday at the age of 69 and can't thank all of our amazing guests today enough for uh, honoring and celebrating uh, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't mean this disrespectfully to Coach Lake or Coach Kingston or uh, Monty or Derek. We get them in here as often as we can. Um, they're always so kind with their time. They really are. They're, they're, they're all good people, man. And, um, really so kind of themselves really want to thank coach Tanner, uh, for clearing some of his schedule to sit in his office today and, and sit down with us for a few minutes. Um, coach Tanner is, a is, is a really, really amazing dude. Uh, Tommy would be quick to remind you of that. And, um, and um 
I know that he hurts today because that that whole group of people has been through a lot over the years. And uh, so we're we're really glad. I know Phil, I'll speak for for you because I can't imagine you would disagree with anything I'm going to say. Um, we're really uh, glad to be a small part of trying to 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 help uh, his family get through everything and uh, to make sure that he's remembered and honored around here for as long as he can be because um um because uh, he deserves that so uh it's it it's like that this was a no-brainer when i heard this happen last night um you know and texted back and forth with all these people uh didn't certainly didn't think you know let, let's just invite him on a show uh at this point in time actually phil nobody had said anything publicly last night and yeah. I sure wasn't going to be the one to say anything um, at all. And, no, same. And, I was watching it. I'm like, I'm not. No, <laughs> this nah, I, w- I don't need to be the first one anywhere. I don't even need to be in the first thousand people that say anything about it. <laughs> See, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't that wasn't going to be in my uh, that my my you know the, I wasn't making that roster move. Um, no. <laughs> so you know, I I wanted to just text everybody and, and let them know that we're thinking about, of course, people are reaching out to me and I was like, ah, shoot, I don't really know. Um, so this all kind of really came together, uh, early this morning because, you know, this last night was, there wasn't really a thought about doing it, you know, any of this stuff It you know, it was just like, Oh my God, this happened. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure we tell people that we're thinking about them. And then kind of this morning, you know, it, it just kind of started evolving where it was like, hey, are, you, are y'all going to do anything for Tommy? And we, I said, yeah, I mean, as long as people out there are comfortable with it, well, you know, we'll do it. He's earned that. I, I I didn't feel right. Just the show goes on as usual. Let's just talk football and and whatever. It didn't feel right, Phil. So I'm really glad that all these people this morning said we want to be involved and just tell us where we need to be and when we need to be there. And that includes Coach Tanner. And um, and um, I know that all those people we talked to, first and foremost, foremost, they're just outstanding people. And they've all done amazing things for the University of South Carolina and really, really honored to be uh, in a small part of that. So um, our toast to Tommy will continue here for another half hour or so, uh, a half hour or so on our program. Um couple other things to pass along from uh, members or former members of the Gamecock community. Tommy uh, also came being remembered today by Frank Martin, who said, uh, whoa, I wake up today to the news of Tommy Moody. So sad. Not too many people loved the Gamecocks more than him. He was a man that bred positivity and hope. Rest in peace, Tommy. You will be missed. That's from Frank Martin, a former head basketball coach this morning. And uh, Shane Beamer last night, uh, agreeing with uh, Jay Phillips, uh, said this is awful news for Gamecock Nation. He loved being a Gamecock. I just saw him at Carolina Calls three weeks ago. Prayers to his family and, and rest in peace. For That's from the head coach of Gamecock football. Um, and if you've missed this program, maybe you're just tuning in because you've had other things going uh, going on today, you can go back and watch it in its entirety. Uh, at the beginning of the show, Derek did mention that there will be a Tommy Moody Memorial Scholarship being funded for Gamecock Baseball. Um, when that information is 
is available, we're going to promote that here. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, number one, because uh, we are, <laughs> period. Right, because yeah. we've made that decision because we love Tommy and um, and Gamecock baseball deserves it. But number two, because baseball deserves it. Because yeah. we're still in this strange world of billions and trillions of dollars that are being you know, infiltrated through TV contracts and every every other source. You know, we're talking about, you know, football players in Congress making millions and millions of dollars, and there are 11.7 freaking scholarships for baseball. It's a, it's a, yeah. This is a nightmare for college athletics, for baseball and softball. What are we doing? What world are we living in, and why are we living there? Because that's a joke. And people like all the guys that have been here today, Monty Lee and Ray Tanner and Mark Kingston and um, and Stuart Lake and every other baseball coach out there, they don't deserve it because we all we do is talk about football and basketball and how much money these guys deserve and this, that, and the other. I'm not saying that they don't. But if I have to watch Jay Billis send out one more tweet about there's not mu- enough money to go around so his precious basketball players can get their hundreds of millions of dollars before we even have the conversation about funding full scholarships in college baseball, I'm going to puke. It's a joke. You know, it is a joke. The NCAA has screwed this up for years. Every time college baseball coaches, Chad Holbrook, I've talked to Chad about this a thousand times, every time they bring this up, it goes nowhere. Why? Where are the leaders? Where's the leadership? Where are the people that 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 can can make this thing happen? So, you know, you have to find a way to create these scholarships that will allow for these baseball players and these softball players to be able to go to school and not have to pay it all back when they're out there making God only knows how much money for these programs. I mean, and I know that there's NIL, and I understand that. But it doesn't cover everything for these guys. And I've been there. <laughs> I've been there right. myself. Yeah. I know exactly how it feels. So it's it's now CS is not revenue sports versus non-revenue. That's 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 not true because track and field ain't a revenue sport. And neither swimming and diving. Okay? All right? And they have they have hundred percent full scholarships. It's called Title Nine. Okay, that's what it is. All right. So that's wrong. When people say stuff like that, that is incorrect. And we all need to collectively learn to correct them, all right? It ain't revenue versus non-revenue. It's Title Nine. It was created 50 years ago to make sure that women's sports basically weren't left behind at that point in time. That was the origination of Title Nine. okay? So that's got to change. And on top of that, every other year, basically, baseball is a revenue sport. And you can't do things like this based on revenue or non-revenue sports because then you'd be taking scholarships away and adding them back. Because some years, some things make revenue. Guess what else is fully funded? Women's basketball. That ain't a revenue sport. You don't even want to know how much money women's basketball lost last year with all those sellouts and this, that, and the other. It ain't that. All right? So that's that's just false. Period. The end. So we'll promote that when it gets here, not to get off on a on a you know train wreck of a conversation about it all, Phil. But uh, quite frankly, the more that it can be mentioned, the better off we'll all be. Uh, down the road because you know uh, these these things need to be funded and um, uh, the Tommy Moody Memorial Scholarship soon will help that for Carolina baseball 
and we'll, and we'll push that along around here as well. And, um, and I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to yeah. do it because Tommy was a big proponent of making sure the baseball and softball received their fair share too, uh, Phil. And that, uh, certainly to this point has not happened. Of course. Are there currently any other privately endowed scholarships for the baseball team? Um, that's that a may good or question. May not be public. Yeah, there uh, is. There are. Um, I can't remember the names of them. I want to say there's a couple, but I'll have to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, to add another one to the list. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it would be. You know, I'm sure it makes him smile. <laughs> yeah, it will. He guy gave his life to the Gamecocks, and um, soon will because of that life will be giving money to a Gamecock here at uh, at uh, South Carolina. Uh, it is uh, one thirty seven here on uh, our program. Um, as uh, we, you probably figured out by now, we go until two o'clock. To the chat box, we go. Meredith, thank you. The uh, the great Meredith Taylor, who saved our golf game last week, uh, really appreciate her being able to just bang it about three hundred yards uh, right down the middle of the fairway. She said it is by far one of the best shows you guys have produced. Wonderful tribute to a great Gamecock. Forever to three uh, to the Meredith also tweeted out a, a picture of her and Tommy that um, yeah. is out floating around on the internet. Uh, Michael Campbell, man, I'm sorry, man, I meant to pass that along to Monty um, and uh, didn't get a chance to do it. Uh, Michael Campbell, one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. Great dude, too. Funny guy. <laughs> we've had we've had our moments, haven't we? But um, now he is just an outstanding hitting coach. Outstanding hitting coach. And um, I texted him a couple of weeks ago, uh, Phil. I said, you're going to get make it down? She's up living in northern Kentucky. And I said, are you going to come down for a ball game or what, what's going on? And he's just giving – he's doing lessons, 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 lessons. And, um, you know, if there, there's, a, there's a few guys out there I'd be a little apprehensive about taking hitting lessons from. Michael Campbell is not one of them. Uh, <laughs> had he not gone down with an injury, he was going to break the all-time hits record at South Carolina. Crazy. I mean, the dude could just flat out swing it in the toughest league in college baseball. Uh, so really proud of Michael Campbell, what he's doing, and glad he's been around here today. I saw Tim Seaton in there earlier, another great Gamecock. Um, uh, Gerald Cawthon uh, is in. Rest in peace, Tommy Moody. Uh, now, I, I know that last name. I went to school with a girl named Blair. I wonder if they're uh, if Gerald uh, and Blair are related or not. Um, Blair worked uh, – in the athletics department for a long time and a uh, great girl uh, as well. So um, if y'all are related, uh, Mr. Gerald, then uh, give Blair a hug for me. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Sweet girl. And a uh, former classmate of mine at uh, Carolina 76 said uh, going into quote, listening mode, listening only mode, but thanks to you guys, Phil JB and, and even JC for this show today's tough, but glorious uh, blessings to all here. Uh, certainly appreciate that. Um, hope, uh, yes, Will Muschamp did say something. We read that just a little while ago, uh, but uh, Coach Muschamp last night did put out a tweet as well uh, for uh, for Tommy, and um, I really appreciate you pointing that out in case somebody missed that. Um, we do still have a couple of Tommy trivias to get to as well because a lot of you – I'm surprised that Monty missed that. I'm surprised Monty missed that. He was close. Chad had 20 in 04. It didn't take him long to figure it out. <laughs> no. Well, I had to give him the hint, you know, because well, that's true. No, yeah. Blake works in banking now. You know, he's yeah. a big, he's a banker. Mm. And uh, so 
I, yeah, I stumped him. I stumped old Monty Lee. Um, that doesn't ha- that doesn't happen often, you know. That doesn't happen around here. Um, but uh, so we'll, you know, we'll um, we'll continue Tommy trivia. Why not? Yeah, we'll just keep we'll doing it. Box. As long as the guys, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm careful with 107.5 the game because that's where Tommy did it, and I want to. Uh, certainly make sure that they understand we're not trying to overstep any toes. But, um, you know, I, I thought he did a great job with that. You talk – like, I stumped um, Monty with the most saves in a single season. Have you ever heard some of the trivia questions that Tommy Moody came up with? Stuff only Tommy would know off the top oh. of his head. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be some what things where like – you know, Tommy, like, come, on. come up with something yeah. like, my goodness, Tommy, yeah, Tommy. Uh, come on, man. Yeah. come on, get it. You know. You're good at this. No, yeah. <laughs> come on, the best. Uh, I just lo- I love hearing all the stories about, you know, baseball historian, you know, not you know, inside and out of the Gamecocks program. Just the that's one of the things that you could just tell, like when Tommy was, you know, on these calls. You knew he loved the game. I mean, it just – it comes through. You know, you can tell when there's certain guys that whatever they're doing, that they truly love the game that they're calling. And you don't always get that anymore, uh, especially with the way they rotate through announcers and, and things like yeah. that on big networks and things of that nature. But, Tommy, you could tell. Love the program. Love the game. Boy, he did. Yeah, he really did, man. And and I know I told that story today. Um, it, it's one of a couple, but I'm not going to bore everybody with my stories at all. Um, I, I remember, just to kind of sum that up, and we'll hit our final time out here, Phil. Um, but I, I, I rem- when I was telling Coach King, I remember walking in that booth, and I mentioned this this morning to my wife, too. I said, you know, I, I was I felt like I needed to – uh, tell him how much he he meant to my Friday and my Saturday and my Sunday for 23 years. And it's not like I've never met Tommy. I mean, before, you know, known Tommy a long time. Didn't see each other all the time or anything like that. But certainly have been around Tommy plenty over the years. And um, and I've said that before. You know, really appreciate what you do. But it was the it was the regional, and and I just um, you know. It, it was quite a turnaround last year for, for coach King and, and his guys and, and, and Tommy and Derek were so integral in inter, integral in, or in whatever the damn word is in, um, in bringing that joy into our homes. And um, it's, it's, you know, I would sit out on the porch and sometimes you'd have a, you'd have a difficult job, right? Phil, because you, you get, um, you know, you get Kip on TV or you get Coach Lake on TV and you, you don't you don't want to mute Coach Lake. You know, you got Dave on there, you got Coach Lake, you know, you're, you got to feel bad about it. But, you know, like, all right, if I got to go listen to Derek and Tommy for a minute. And I'd always try to pause the TV so those things could link up because I would I would connect with them on Alexa because that would help the buffer time a little bit. It would be a little mm-hmm. bit closer. And um, so but then I'd say, hey, all right, you know, I'd, I'd turn, turn Alexa down and I'd listen to to um to coach lake or you know kip i think coach tanner was up there for a game um 
And so, I, you know, I just did pop in for an inning or three. <laughs> yeah, he popped in. Uh, I remember him and Coach Lake just sat up there and talked one time. That was really neat. But, you know, so I felt like I needed to go upstairs and just tap Tommy on the on the shoulder and just tell him, hey, you know, I appreciate it. And I remember when he turned around and looked at me and he said, well, you know, that hey, Jamie, that means a lot coming from a seasoned pro like you. And I right back I'm around. Like, I, I don't think I don't think he heard what I said, you know, because I'm not a seasoned pro. No, um, like I'm not sure that he understands. Yeah, I was, you know, I that shouldn't. But that's the way he made you feel. It, 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 I was really confused because he took that as a as a very high compliment, but found a way to compliment me. And and I was trying to figure out why are we talking about me? You know, I, I don't want to talk about me. This isn't about me. Like I, I'm I listen to you and try to do do some things. You know, I've tried to formulate my game over the years after Mike Morgan and Tommy Moody and and hearing all these guys and what they do well uh, to create my own brand. But but I know it works because these guys have, have done it. I mean, you know, so you look up to them and. um That was a neat moment. That was just a really neat moment. And that's what he did to everybody. So, Tommy, thank you for uh for what you've done for game cup baseball and uh for people because it makes every you made everybody feel good for 69 years and um that's pretty pretty incredible i hope i have a legacy like that one day all right uh speaking of tommy one more tommy trivia we'll hit a uh hit a or two more i'm sorry one more before the break here i'll read this and we'll hit a timeout phil chew on this while we're gone don't look it up who holds the single season stolen bases record for Gamecock baseball? One season, the most stolen bases in one season. Who holds that record? We'll tell you on the other side of the break. It is time. personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you contact local agent gary patterson for your personal price plan today down here in the south we don't always see eye to eye while our taste in college football teams or what sauce if any goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our dixie vodka might be up for debate We can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in Southern soil, are crafted by Southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barndo Company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality 
visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. One forty-nine final segment on a Wednesday, a pretty sad day around Gamecock land as we um, give our toast to Tommy Moody. Uh, Phil and JBJC will be back tomorrow. Perry Orth will be here tomorrow as well. So will uh, Chris Phillips and uh, Mike Morgan, and I'm sure he will have plenty to say. And uh, we're looking forward to getting him in tomorrow as well. Uh, part of that Tommy trivia before we went to break, any any ideas, Phil? Anybody else? Any ideas? I'll tell you, Jackie's wrong. The yeah, blonde elf is absolutely why Craig's thinking of Tanner English. It's not Tanner English. Uh, I did not know, and to be honest, I did look it up, and wow. <laughs> Hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, I am floored. <laughs> yeah, it's a different game now, right? Yeah, no doubt. No uh, it's a it's a different game. In 1999, Brian Roberts stole, stole 67 bases for the Gamecocks that season in route to uh, being drafted and uh, heading on to play in the big leagues for a long, long, long time. His Mike, his dad, used to be the head coach at North Carolina, and he transferred uh, down here after Coach Tanner had, uh, had gotten the job. He was one of two transfer shortstops, him and Adam Everett, the other. Think about that for a second. You went from Adam Everett to Brian Roberts to Drew Meyer at shortstop. All big leaguers. Yeah, everyone. Shortstop <laughs> you, man. I mean. What a program. Unbelievable. 67 bags. Just in really, really incredible. The career record, though, Mike Curry owns it. He stole 122 in uh three three year period ninety six to ninety ninety eight ninety six to ninety eight hundred twenty two yeah don't see that much anymore That's Curry's still with sixty bags in ninety nine I can't believe that I mean those yeah. numbers are incredible <laughs> you're right it does speak to the game is much different now than it used to be <laughs> it's a different game yep yeah it it's a different you know the big leagues are trying to bring back the stolen base i think they should i think it's one of the great things about baseball yeah um, but um it certainly is not what it used to be in college baseball that's for that's for sure uh tonight in college football it's seven o'clock on the cbs sports network florida international and sam houston state will play so how about this by the way like it's I'm not watching this game. I mean, you've got to be like either a better or you just bleed every, every, you know, ounce of blood you can for uh, college football. But Florida International is three and four. Now they are 0 and four in Conference USA. 
They're on the road in Huntsville, Texas. It, you know, you just don't walk into old Elliott T. Bauer Stadium and beat <laughs> Sam Houston State. But Sam Houston State, without a win on the season, is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Rather that, interesting. Rather that's interesting. interesting. That's, that's minus five. You know? Very rare that the team that hasn't won a game through half of the year is an actual favorite in any game that they play. But they are in that one. Um, it's their first year is they, they just moved up, right? They just moved up. Yeah. They yeah. yeah. Like JMU, they just moved up this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they're, what about, you know, talk about their stupid NCAA rules. That post the acclamation moratorium. Po- yeah. yeah that, that's I, ridiculous. I, I think that that's just outdated. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, yeah. doesn't make it, that make any sense. Um, nine o'clock on ESPN two tonight, uh, New Mexico state. They will be at the sun bowl in El Paso, Texas to take on UTEP. It's an all conference USA Wednesday night. New Mexico state is a three point favorite on the road against two and five UTEP. How about this? New Mexico state. Who's just really not been good at uh, four and three is, uh, only a couple of wins away from six, which means find themselves in a bowl game a little bit later on this year if they can get there. So looking for win number five tonight, and they, again, are favorites uh, in that game. So if you're going to be watching some college football tonight, there you go. I just teed it up. How excited are you? Mm. Whoa. All right, tomorrow night at 7 on ESPN2, Rice and Tulsa. Um, uh, both of them are at 3-3, three and three, and then an interesting one at 7 on ESPN tomorrow night. I've got a feeling this is going to be a really good game, Phil. Uh, James Madison will play in Huntington, West Virginia at Jones C. Edwards Stadium against Marshall. And James Madison's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that ball game. The Thundering Herd and James Madison are neat programs. They're small programs with beautiful ballparks. And uh, this is going to be a real challenge. Madison, remember, they have moved up as well uh, into Division One. They're in the fun belt, and they're sitting at 3-0. and uh, Marshall at 4-2, and 1-1. and uh, So that is fun belt-type football on a Thursday night tomorrow. And then Friday night, to cap off your work week of college football, SMU is on the road at Temple up in uh, in the worst city in America, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They'll be playing at Lincoln Financial Field. I mean that not disrespectfully to any Philadelphians that might be listening or watching our program, but I've been to Philadelphia more times than I ever will ever go again. That place is not good. So uh, good luck to SMU, who – the players on that team probably don't fit in very well in Philadelphia. It's a, it's a strange <laughs> place coming from Texas. You know? right. So, uh, <laughs> cowboy hats <laughs> off to all you. Not to cut you off there, Jamie, but no, the, uh, uh, I've been back and forth with Whittle to see. He just couldn't get the time to come on, but he did want to send his sentiments. He was like, uh, from John Whittle, Tommy was one of the most genuinely nice people you'd ever encounter. He was such a professional baseball fan. But he loved or passionate baseball fan, but he loved the entire University of South Carolina so much. There was so much that I admired about him, and we lost a truly great Gamecock. That from John Whittle, his sentiments towards Tommy. And of course, I'm sure the next time we see John, he'll have plenty more to say about Mr. Moody. Yeah. On the note of Gamecock baseball real quick, they picked up an enormous commitment today, by the way, from a left-handed pitcher named Brandon Clark. Left-handed pitcher named Brandon Clark coming out of JUCO 
whose fastball is touching 99 miles per hour. Hello, Matt Williams and Gamecock Baseball. Um, We're going to have to talk about that with John next week because there have been, what, four? Oh, yeah. It's coming in over the past week. Yeah, I mean, they're a big week. Here's here's one for you. The young man that just committed, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, the Mershon kid um, uh, from the upstate. I played with his oldest brother, Nick, in JUCO before transferring to Carolina. Uh, Nick Nick and I played together uh, with uh, Spartanburg Methodist. He was originally at Furman, and he transferred to JUCO. I I, I just cannot believe 20 years later he still has brothers coming through, but he does. Um, And uh, so I need to to call Mersh and tell him congratulations, and he's joining the good side of things. So – uh, congratulations to the Mershon family. It's a great baseball family. It is a great baseball family. Uh, they will fit right in at, um, at Founders Park. Uh, one final quick uh, Tommy trivia before we uh, end it on a couple of notes and get out of here. Who holds the career record for games played at South Carolina? Tommy trivia. Who holds the career record for games played at South Carolina? I will tell you who is second. His name is Scott Wingo. With 254 career games played, this guy had 255. Wow. He today should be a very familiar name. Mm. 255. That's four solid seasons. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> oh, I don't well, know. I, I mentioned a little while ago there's another uh, gen, there's there's a gentleman out there, Phil, who had he not gotten hurt would have broken the all time hits record at South Carolina. It's the same guy. Campbell? Michael Campbell. Really? Yep. Michael Campbell was I'm telling you, <laughs> I wasn't just saying that because he's in the chat box today and no, one of I my know. friends. Yeah, no, I know. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have just uh whew thrown that out there yeah <laughs> the dude was a dude 255 career games played 950 at bats 299 career hits uh for um for michael campbell and he was four shy of tying mac white five shy of breaking the record at um at carolina and he's in the top 10 and basically everything else top 10 and run scored uh, he's second all-time in singles, only behind uh, Drew Meyer. He is third all-time in doubles. He leads the school all-time in triples uh, with with 13 of those. Uh, the only thing he didn't do worth a damn was hitting the ball out of the yard, and I've told him that before. I said, you know, you just you just couldn't get the ball out of the yard. You only hit 31 of those in your career. <laughs> um, uh, so just one of the best players we've ever seen, top 10 all-time in RPI, RBI, Second all-time in total bases. I mean, I'm telling you, Michael Campbell was one of the greatest. It, maybe overall, you could argue he was the greatest hitter ever. Greatest four-year hitter ever at South Carolina when you bring all those records into it. So, you know, glad him and Tim Seaton were in there today as well. Mm. All right, uh, as the music plays and we get out of here, um, you know, thanks to all of you for being a part of, of our program today. I know that uh, there you know, wasn't a, a normal back of impact football time of season into that. Um, but it's been a lot to all of y'all to be around here because uh, Tommy Moody 
meant a lot to everybody. And those of you that didn't get to know him or maybe didn't listen to a bunch of his broadcasts over the years, that's okay. I think you figured it out by now. Those of you that had, man, it was special. Uh, he will be missed. We got to see Coach Tanner and Coach Lake and Derek Scott. I don't think I've ever seen Coach Tanner with a tear in his eye before. Mm. Thanks to those three and Monty Lee and uh, and you know yeah that was a that was a good day. So Tommy, we love you, man. Thanks for what you did for Gamecock baseball for a long time. Thanks to Coach Kingston and um, Phil. Thanks for doing a great job as always. Good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios.